0: Because you keep saying, oh, Safari ain't writing nothing for me. And this nigga ain't writing nothing for me. I wrote all
1: my own raps.
0: I wouldn't brag about that.
1: The album with Saran raps, (laughs) I don't think you want to take credit right now.
0: Your first week sales were worse than a nigga's second week sales. So, the thing about it, though, is number two is still good, Nikki. But you're going off. About being in the number two spot. When you should be glad you're even in the top ten. My
2: God. You because should be glad
0: that, you're not
1: one hundred and two.
0: Your 14 year old fans really put you out there. Like they really pushed you up. So, and
1: honestly that's probably only because their favorite artist, Tentacion has, has yeah, departed he just, from just, this place. Yeah, where'd
0: he go? He just, he, he ain't been on the scene lately. Shut your
1: ass up. You about to drop some new heat? Shut you. Anyway. We gotta delete this. My (laughs) God. I try to give niggas a little bit of freestyle leeway. And niggas just wanna do whatever in the fuck they wanna do. Great. Perfect.
3: (gasps) Oh, father, deliver me. Ooh. This is Evangela, Mary L McCracken. And you are listening to the Holy Ghost Outreach by King. (laughs) You're, 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 you're listening to me. I wrap up and hang up with the Lord. I'm in up because I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm certainly enjoying the trip. Hey, hey, hey,
2: So incredible how we been together.
1: It's a night, how we used
2: to think to let go. we been
1: take down. And I'm
2: do-do-do-do-do-do And I know the beat I'm to fall Yeah One And like a drink and two Two Just wanna be with you Three
1: because it's plain to see that you're the only one for me, God. What? Repeat steps one through three. three. I make you fall did in you, love with me, God.
0: Did you me, skip number? <laughs> did you just several
1: numbers? But wow, okay. Time out though, because that was a weird thing. Okay, so last night <laughs> I went to this play party. The guy who hosted it had a whole dungeon in his home. Anyway, so he did. He does hypnotism like his profession, he does therapeutic hypnotism. Okay. Which is as he described it is a facilitated um processing back to your subconscious and out of your like conscience. So like a lot of operating instinctively as opposed to the judgment that is brought up brought up in like moving through your conscience. Um, so one of the things that he, um, it was, it was very interesting, but a lot, what I got out of it most, like there was no like me running around the house naked or anything crazy like that. But, um, it was a very like relaxing thing. It was very interesting. Like a lot of like, I want you to, a lot of visualization, a lot of like, I want you to like imagine your eyelids, like being so heavy that like you can't open them and like a lot of a lot of very relaxing shit it was great um but one of the things that um he asked that we do was he was like you know i want you to count to 10 you're not gonna remember that the number four exists it's not gonna exist for you i just want you to when i count to three or whatever i want you to count to 10 and you, there will be a number between. Um, there will no longer be a number between three and five. Okay. It just won't exist. It'll go straight to five after you go to three. The number that used to be there will be no more. Okay. But when in that moment, I was just like, "Nigga, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, mean." <laughs> um, and I, they, he also said beforehand, like. Hypnotism is about relinquishing your conscience, like I mm-hmm. said. So, like if you are hell bent on like this shit ain't ain't gonna work, then mm-hmm. it's not going to because like you're judging yourself. Mm-hmm. You're like not let, allowing yourself to exist in your subconscious anyway. So in just singing that, I forgot four. <laughs> Four did not exist. Jesus. Last night it existed. And while I was, while he was doing the hypnotism session, um, it existed. But right now, yeah, that number did not exist.
0: A few numbers
1: didn't. No, yeah. I did. I did one, two, three, and then I think I went back to one. You went back to one, <laughs> and then you went that to five. five. So
0: I was like, that's
1: wild.
0: A few, a couple Yo. of them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's
1: wild. Um, And he was just telling me, because I just wanted to try it out. Uh But he was telling me all the types of shit that he does with hypnosis. Because he does, like, sensual hypnotism. Mm. So, like, people will be like, I want to experience this thing. Mm. And he will, like, put them in that Mm headspace. And, like, I was just like, wow, that's wild. (laughs) That's some wild shit. But... Nigga, wow. where is the other side? But listen, but listen. Do we need to really start off with dragging? It's been like, it's been five months since we recorded. Do we? Do we really need to start? Drag? I need to look just, this way the
0: entire time
1: because I won't be able to focus. Nigga, nigga, I'm gonna be like. Eye. I've been living like this. I've been living like this my whole life. Y'all my glasses right now are at a forty five degree angle because I broke them. I
0: saw you. And I'll tell you more about that experience. Two later. hands to break the
1: glasses. I was like, why is Where's the Where's the other how, side? What are you supporting, sis? <laughs> Nothing. Once my glasses have two arms, again, it's over for you host. These
0: four things are hanging on to guys on change of hand. Let
1: me tell you, just <laughs> sitting sideways, boys in the day. I don't know what the lyrics are. Anyway, that's that's it. That's it. Wow, yeah.
0: um, we're back. We are.
1: Wow. We are we? we this could made be a it. <laughs> We made it. Well, <clears throat> uh, how are you doing, Dre? How are I'm, you, Bill? All right. I'm
0: alright. I'm alright. Good. Yeah.
1: I think that could be a good thing. Yeah. Being alright.
0: Yeah, I'm alright. It's better than bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm 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 just uh taking shit in stride, you know what I mean? You know what Where I mean? are you from right now? I don't know. It just came I thought
1: it was like a maybe a Memphis thing for a I second. Have no, yeah, I it... never
0: been to Memphis a day in my life. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I just let whatever felt like coming yes. out come out.
1: Like good Bumby spirits <laughs> Come on out, God. Come on out.
0: Um, yeah, I'm alright. I
1: what have you been doing?
0: I've been doing nothing. Amen. Um, I uh, stillness
1: is good. Is a good thing. No, it's can not. be.
0: Can be. Okay. And I, f- I, f- I think anything can be good. This is real.
1: This um, is very real.
0: <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're necessarily channeling it in a yeah. good way. Um I think I'm in like a strategizing phase right now. Just being like, okay, so. I have the vision and I have the general directions and I need to Is this uh,
1: generally life or is this a specific project? This is
0: general life. Mm. You know what I mean? Come so on. Like wow, this... you're
1: doing heavy lifting. No. That's not nothing, my nigga. That is heavy ass lifting. Now fuck all that. You, <laughs> you took on a new job,
0: nigga. <laughs> oh god. Uh, wow. instead of uh just floating, mm. you know, and existing. I just said, "All right, well, let me act like I am a sentient being, Ooh. and I have things I want to do and places I want to go, and you know, whatever. Um,
1: what does that look like for you? Sorry, I, I'm just so okay. intrigued because I had a whole ass panic attack the other the really? other day. Panic About... attack. It was it was a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I've had a panic attack. It mm-hmm. wasn't quite a no. It was. It was like a low level panic attack mm-hmm. just around Anxiety like. Att- Maybe,
0: yeah. yeah, I feel like anxiety
1: brings about panic attacks.
0: Yeah, anxiety. An anxiety attack can lead to a panic attack, in my experience. Real. Because a panic attack is like. Jesus It's a full-body
1: experience. That's, that <laughs> anxiety shit. is a lot of mental. I feel like yeah. an anxiety attack is a lot of, like, my thoughts are all over the place. Yeah. Panic attack is, like, the full-body manifestation yeah, like, okay, of that guys, anxiety. Well, I guess I'm about to meet this, you. Is this, this is it. Y'all. This is it, you Get yeah. ready, Amita. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Um, it, also, th- <laughs> black internet cannot be surpassed no, in any way no. just like the memes just yeah. started rolling out we have Whitney welcoming Aretha yeah. we got Prince yeah. and uh, Michael Jackson welcoming Aretha yeah. just the memes we can't stop won't
0: stop The the gif of Aretha uh, two of them the one with her putting down her purse and walking yeah. on the, the carpet yes, and yes, then yes. also her throwing off her coat <laughs>
1: on, and walking right walking into glory, right into glory
0: <laughs> to get the choir in order <laughs> That's
1: of course, the legendary gift of her walking out onto a stage the time when uh Patty LaBelle. Oh god. Oh, god. That... just a legendary oh, moment in blackness.
0: God. And then there was like
1: this uh picture. I can't wait till the memoir comes out because yes. I want to know more about that. Yeah.
0: And there was this um picture of Whitney in like some sunglasses and um and like she was looking out of a car just smiling and it was like uh, yes. Whitney, that's one, that's one. come to pick up. Yes, a at, yes, at
3: the airport.
1: <laughs> come on, bitch!
2: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Oh my. Anyway, so back to this heavy lifting, mm-hmm. this not doing nothing that you are actually doing, because um, I I'll talk about it later. But mm. that's real work. So like, yeah. What what has that been?
0: Um, I think it's been mo- so. I think I talked about this. I talked about this a while ago. Um, one of the main things I did um, when it came to my work life was switching my hours.
1: Yeah. Whatever.
0: So I did that. Back,
1: right? Yeah, like earlier?
0: Well, no. Later.
1: Later. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so I could have more time in the morning right. to just like get my shit together.
1: Because you were working, waking up at like fucking 3 4 or 4 5 something to get yeah. to work at 6. Mm-hmm. And I was
0: like, okay, this is... Nah. Um, and... um after I got my promotion, but, uh-huh. nigga, fuck
1: that. Let's
0: Let's move on from that. Oh, okay. Um, cool. It these niggas really love to give you a new title with barely, with just you might as well have more not pennies literally
1: for three more pages of of work and literally. responsibilities. Yep.
0: Um. So fuck that. But after I got my promotion, I moved to another department, and then I just started to um not d- department whatever whatever it's called, and I just kind of shifted back to working earlier because I had to come in earlier doing the training process. I just never switched my hours back. Mm. And, uh, ever since then, I just felt like the fuck off and I just yeah. kind of just was like, whatever, I'll just find a way to deal with it this way. But they have a problem with that. I was like, girl, whatever, let's just do this. Let me come in later. So I don't have to even worry about, it. as soon as I come in, I clock in. Yeah. I'd have to deal with the shit. Right. Uh, and also just me not being neurotic in the morning because I just kind of started to get used to that shit again. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I don't want to be erotic. Right. Uh, E-ro- nero- Come on. Uh, wow. You
1: do want to be erotic. erotic. <laughs> Come on.
0: Come on. Or maybe jump you don't. Out. Maybe jump you die. out. Jump
1: don't. out. Truth. Come
3: on now.
0: Um, man, I don't want to be erotic. I do want to be neurotic. erotic in the
1: morning. And if anybody is listening who can fulfill that for and or with me, I would like I to be erotic in the, in the morning. morning. But, um. <sighs> morning. Some morning fucking will um, set your day on a trajectory unlike any other.
0: Um and I can do that on my own.
1: Come but, on now. Come on. I'm sorry, man.
0: moving on. Uh, yeah,
1: but, that's me. Uh, <laughs> in smutland as as per usual. My but man. yeah,
0: I was like I don't feel like being neurotic every morning and like trying to rush out the house yes. and shit. Yes. Um so I changed that. So I just decided that I want to be back in a space where at least I was moving toward um like some semblance of getting goals done like I don't even write anymore my nigga cause like I'm just too tired to do it look like I'm just capitalism will
1: have you fucked up nigga, my nigga and I I'm ugh, I this part time that I picked up mm-hmm. a few months ago mm-hmm. is wanting to bring me on full time mm-hmm. for less money per hour than I work right right now um, Where's the sense? Where, where is it, God? Um, and I'm just like, no, like <laughs> I did not quit teaching for twelve hours a day. Oh God. To, I mean, eight to twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. mostly twelve.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, to be oh, like grossly underpaid mm-hmm. to do this job that I came on to do as part time. Yeah. Because what I've realized is my ideal work day is five hours.
0: I think a lot of people could agree with that.
1: (laughs) Just say, like, and I mean, I feel like that is
0: and I'm being honest. That is a sustainable. That is the
1: only sustainable. Because like eight hours is not a sustainable work day.
0: Most niggas get their work can get their work done in five hours or less. Absolutely. A lot of the time, like think about my job, we're just there to be there. It's ridiculous.
1: Okay, so the rest of your time since last episode Uh that we had. Also, the last episode that you did with your friend Nick Terrence. I don't
0: know where. Kevin. This is not even. Harold. (laughs) God damn.
1: Wow. Give me the first letter. It's an N or a T. It's a D. It's a T, which is close to an N. D. Devin. Derek. Derek. The sin You can give it. up at any time. I'm done. Okay, i Darren. Darren! <laughs> I was close! There we go. Darren, that was good. That mm. was good. Oh, well, thank that you. That was cute. I liked it a Are lot. And you're
0: supposed to do. Look. With... Look. Time just
1: gets away from you. You know his name. You know Lawrence, his name. Oh?
0: Reginald. Ah!
1: <laughs> Keep going Sebastian. Sis. Keep going with Kevin. One more time. Clarence. Uh huh. Uh, I don't. starts with an M. Yep, it's that one.
0: Um
1: Yep. <clears throat> mm, <yeah. laughs> mm, yeah. Moo, bitch. Get out <laughs> the I'm not a move bitch. Um, um <laughs> Mason. Oh Mason, yes. there we go. See Mason
0: Look, worker, was, I, I
1: Yeah, it was blick mm. brayer oh, is what okay. I was about to say. Okay. Bricklayer is actually what a Mason is. Sure. Um yeah, I was supposed to do that while I was in Houston, didn't? Because <laughs> alcohol and weed. So. Does he live in Houston? Yes.
0: Oh, yes. see,
1: nigga, you just decided.
0: Oh, so y'all just got lit as fuck.
1: It was the. That's a whole other. It's anyway, a, it was the last night of an event that I was there for, okay. and that's the turn up night. So um, it just, it just nigga, wasn't I can't gonna really happen.
0: To go to Houston. Oh, next month, nigga. Next. M-
1: wow, you should buy some water. Wow. I need to work on my tongues, y'all. Being away from from the podcast has really, you know, had a, a huge impact on my tongues that I've been curating, um, and also not having sex has also had a huge impact on my on my spiritual tongue. So, if yeah. any any dikes who are listening um, would like to help me remedy this, all right, nigga, what what's been so going on with you? So sorry. Sorry. Okay, um All right, so since our last episode, um, I went to Essence Fest, Mm -hmm. I took my mom.
0: How the fuck was that?
1: It was so cute. It was so cute, it was so fun, so black. My favorite New Orleans is one of my favorite cities, Mm -hmm. um, because it's so like inherently black and queer. Mm -hmm. Like everything is so big Mm -hmm. and bright Mm -hmm. and bold and flamboyant. Even though I hate the word flamboyant, it's like so true to character of mm. new orleans because mm. everything is a color
2: yeah everything is a broad <laughs> sweeping motion uh-huh.
1: um everything is big i just i just love being in new orleans um essence fest was just such such a look it was like the black southern uh age inclusive version of afropunk mm. um and much huger of course um i think it, they said like 500 people God people descended upon new orleans for <laughs> essence fest and next year is the 25th anniversary. Nigga, so. I'm
0: going next year.
1: Yay, let's go together, oh, yeah.
0: please. Nigga, I have, like, you already three or four now? niggas have said let's go together. I, I want to go with everybody. Okay. So let's go. No, we're Look,
1: going. Look, I'm, we're going I'm already let's ready. All,
0: nigga, I'm But going. you have
1: to be ready to pay now.
0: I'm planning right now. Okay. Right now
1: okay wonderful i'm glad we figured that Amen. out okay <laughs> um so essence Festival was amazing i took my mom that was her birthday gift that i gave her in september eee. um and i got her floor seats for <clears throat> me her and a friend who performed um, lots of niggas mm.
0: lots More of lots. like queen
1: latifah kirk franklin snoop
2: what uh erica
1: badu um uh what is the the roots Mm. Jill Scott, fucking Fred Hammond, the Clark Sisters, <laughs> Dougie Fresh. Um, that sounds amazing. It was it was so amazing, Oof. and that's only on the main stage. So there are also like periphery stages mm-hmm. that are up in like little private rooms, and there's that was where like Daniel Caesar and Khali- Khalila and. Um, all sorts of niggas. Mm-hmm. Um and in the small rooms it was interesting because I was standing behind what was I guess the VIP section
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um Issa Ray was like right in front of me. Wow. and Daly, do you know who Daly yes. is? He was right there. Um who else? Some other niggas. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was it was it was lit as fuck. Daley... The white boy with the red hair. Okay, so he is white. He's white okay, yeah. Just... He's very white, yeah. Right, just I it's hard. It's, to make it's sure. hard sometimes because you know, black people make can make look sure. like a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You sure can. My God. <sighs> um, I went to this black restaurant, a black-owned restaurant, um, and Drow from Insecure was there. Uh, <laughs> it's just so. It was just very. It's very interesting. And also, so it's one. It's interesting to see celebrities or That's like so famous what, people yeah. in spaces. But yeah. also, it's like even like on not even on some meta shit, but like right. thinking about how weird it is. To be excited to just see an, a person yeah, just yeah. because you've seen them on yeah. a television yeah, screen. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like yeah. that's the merit of yeah. like why I'm so excited because I've seen them on a on a television yeah. screen. Yeah.
0: That's weird. So many niggas who've gone to SSFest like tell me that you will be walking down the street. Yeah. The whole week or weekend and just see... Celebrities everywhere. Like, nigga was like, oh, yeah, Boris Kojo and his wife. Nigga. Oh, I'm sorry, Nicole Ari Park. Just Come on. Chilling. They was eating
1: beignets. Out the f- I was like, nigga, what? My God. I All was... of black niggas of niggadom nigga dub just comes. And, yeah, descend. And descend. <laughs> That's literally... <laughs> nigga, I was walking to... um From the convention center. So Mm -hmm. during the day, there's a convention center that's open to everyone. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have an Essence Fest ticket. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a huge convention center with a bunch of activities and stations and tabling and Mm -hmm. all sorts of vendors and shit. Um, And there were also... So like Brandy performed in there, like a pop-up show. Um, A bunch of niggas. Mm -hmm. A bunch of niggas performed. Anyway, I was... You can walk from the convention center to the actual arena, um, Mercedes Benz arena, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, where the concert are in the evening, Mm -hmm. it's like a mile and a half walk. Um, but it's doable, you know? Um, so I was walking from the convention center to the arena and, um, I happened to walk through like a hotel entrance Mm -hmm. and here I stumble upon the one and only, (laughs) juvie it's, not- it's fucking juvie <laughs> this nigga was singing juvie. Um, in my feelings you can't even hear it it was when in my feelings had just come out and this nigga was stumbling out of the hotel with a cup of, like a like a, a dixie cup of whiskey <laughs> Oh, niggas, niggas. Just stumbling behind some black woman who was just like helpless. <laughs> um drunk. Anyway, <laughs> great time. Asses was great. Um New Orleans continues to be a place that I'm just like, wow, I would love to live here. Mm. Love to live here. I also went to Studio B for the first time, which is this amazing warehouse turned um art gallery mm. that I just wept in the whole way through. Mm. Um Also, went to this amazing Black BDSM conference called Week in Reunion, Mm -hmm. and it was the very last one. Um, Like in existence? It was the last time that they were hosting that event. Um, Like, period? Or just period? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, And it was just amazing. I was supposed to go last year, but Mm -hmm. I didn't because I went to Afropunk and I didn't think I was going to have enough money Mm -hmm. to enjoy my time in both. Uh, Of those places Mm -hmm. went this year it was amazing also on my way there i consumed a little bit more edible than i should have um and of course i have a terrible terrible record with with edibles and i you know just continued my horrible record and um I, to prevent myself from either having a panic attack or throwing up in the passenger seat uh, for the last two and a half hours of um, a five-hour trip, five-hour road trip, I um, opened my phone and wrote a cartoon and eight, eighteen episodes of a cartoon. <laughs> Are you familiar with Adult Swim? Yes. Okay. So you know that, like, sort of the motif of Adult Swim is, like, very average cartoons written by white men Mm -hmm. and also illustrated very mediocrely by white men Mm -hmm. um, that are sometimes funny. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes not. Um, So essentially the cartoon is based on, like, What would it look like if black people had access to making mediocre ass, like, art? And the whole thing is based on, like, just what are the possibilities of black mediocrity? Like, if if niggas don't have to be excellent... Mm -hmm because it's been paid for by our ancestors and all those things. If we're allowed to be mediocre, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. What, what are the possibilities <laughs> of that? So it's just a lot of like random shit, um, in the form of cartoons, a lot of panning out into larger scenes. It's, mm-hmm. it's very weird and interesting and, and reads as something that someone who was very high wrote. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited, uh, here, if anybody wants a little spoiler, Here's one of the lines in one of the episodes. Harriet Tubman pulls up in a Lambo. Okay. So. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, that and I hosted when I was in Houston. Look, you it's just... It's okay. Um, I hosted my second dreaming circle. um, So I've been doing this. I finally put legs to um, this dialogue that I've been wanting to have um, with black trans and queer folks around the possibilities of spaces of learning and education, um, if they were to center our lives, our experiences, our Mm -hmm. needs, um, as folks who are at a critical intersection of um, school to prison pipelines via black and brown student push out, which black students are disproportionately more impacted by, and mm-hmm. also LGBTQ push-out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, 'cause often, you know, LGBTQ pushout is not looked at through a racialized lens. Mm-hmm. And black student school to prison pipeline push-out is often not no, often never looked at mm-hmm. through a sexuality and gender lens. <clears> throat> and throat> n- like and not even looked at through like a binary gender lens. Cause mm-hmm. often it's just like our black boys are being kicked out of school mm-hmm. sis there's it's a whole other group and at least one whole other mm-hmm. group of niggas that y'all are missing in this yeah. narrative yeah. um so yeah that's what I've been doing um it's been lit um a lot of what you're sort of going through of like wow my job is just taking over all of my energy and desire yeah. to live a prosperous life yeah. as I see it
3: yeah
1: wow yeah and I just do not want to, I'm like fighting tooth and nail to not be in the space again because I feel like, I feel my soul being sucked out of my being that's, in the way that it was when I was teaching. That's it. And I don't want to feel that way. No. I just don't. Um, so I need to, I feel like I need to sit at your feet <laughs> and collect these nuggets. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my shit. Wow. We're, the episode is done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be cut down my <laughs> god yeah. okay so I just realized that we did not introduce not a nary a podcast Jesus
0: we didn't um fuck welcome to the worship
1: Bienvenidos.
0: <laughs> I uh, gave that up for length uh, <laughs>
1: grateful
0: god <laughs> welcome to the worship podcast
1: yes we really should not have a podcast and really we have not so Low key. we're ho- we're upholding uh <laughs> our intentions in the name of the podcast Ooh. Ooh, um, Lord.
0: Uh, the worship podcast
1: what are we who are we what do we do
0: we are a
1: podcast
0: <laughs> of two fat black queer churchy, churchy
1: as, As
2: niggas, niggas. Yeah.
0: Yes, and we're talking about um healing, um, intersectional identities, mm-hmm. all this shit. Um and the way that we're trying to live lives with purpose mm-hmm. uh in a world that's saying, actually, bitch, you thought.
1: <laughs> okay, um, every day.
0: Every day.
1: I wake up, I'm like, bitch, today is my day. <laughs> the world is like, bitch, shut your ass up <laughs> <laughs> every goddamn day. <laughs>
0: so yeah we're um we're just talking about that yeah, yeah and you niggas listen to it and we're grateful
2: amen
0: um for the few for the few the chosen the cho-
1: oh yes yeah, <laughs> you so- <laughs> are chosen Few
0: choose to do this um, <laughs> um so yeah we're um apparently on social media still somewhere um you can reach us on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Twitter. It's wild that I low key forgot what our damn handles are. Uh, <laughs> you can reach us on
1: Instagram
0: and Twitter. I thought
1: you gave it a full answer. <laughs> it crept back in. That's what that was, the devil will
0: do. That was what was that? I feel like that was low key like a, a Nigerian thing. Is it okay? Or like a uh, I don't know idea. Okay. Instagram. Okay. Um, and Twitter. Uh, our handles are at worship. Pod,
1: Do you do oh, it's you, a worship Do you now feel how I've always felt? <laughs> I don't know okay, what the fuck so, it is. I just created it. I don't know how to it spell is, it.
0: It is a worship podcast. W R S H P P O D C A S T. Y'all niggas
1: should have had time to manage your expectations of this segment yeah. by now. I never know how to spell this shit. Um,
0: but yeah, so that's how you spell it. I'm not saying it again.
1: Nope.
0: Just rewind if you if run you run care. it back.
1: Hit that ten second um, swirl back. Yeah.
0: And our um our uh what is it called? Hashtag Email. I don't wow, know. What's going
3: on? Um wow. So much editing. Our fucking
0: <laughs> Our fucking hashtag is worship no cast. Uh so just WorshipPod. pod W R S H P P O D. Um and our email if you would like to send your praise reports, um, meal ideas,
1: uh what Come else? On. Dick no don't send dick pics send dick prints just gray sweatpants no okay for never mind for what I, yeah i can literally google uh, that i don't know I was, I was trying to be inclusive of all of all two of our listeners um, and what they may be interested in hearing I, us talk about but probably we are not dykes. talk about
0: your prints are you
1: all dykes uh, just blink yes <laughs> blink twice if yes
0: <laughs> our email is worship not gonna again at gmail.com. um so, send yeah. us
1: something else
0: something we're just, back like even a high, like I'm fine yeah. with that.
1: Yeah, you, you don't even just... have to. It doesn't have to be high signed sincerely. Just high. No. Nope. H.
0: You high. can even spell it wrong. H i g h, and I'll be like, huh? Oh, I got it. I know what you're saying.
1: Someone yeah. is listening. Okay. <laughs> and we are not just speaking out into a voice. Yes. <laughs> um, and also, one thing that I want to uh, announce <laughs> is that we are going to go back to a weekly schedule with the understanding that that actually means that you may get more than one episode every 2 months. Um because doing being on a bi-weekly schedule just fuck we set enough. ourselves just for complete
0: failure uh, fuck that was that was not a good choice.
1: God, it was just not good. Just wasn't good. Um, but you know
0: you you living and you learn. You
1: live and you learn. Uh, who sings that song? You tired
2: you very you back, you uh, you work, you work. Is it? You you There's
0: a lot of breath happening, so I feel like is this is this
1: SZA? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all email us and tell us what you think Sizzle should be doing instead of singing. If Sizzle was not singing, which no shade, she's not bad. But what would SZA be doing if she was not singing? And Andrew, who are, who is Andrew? Caldwell. I was talking to you. I'm like Andrew. Oh
0: wow! I thought she was talking <laughs> about my good sis Andrew. Caldwell. Dear
1: sis. Oh, what a How delicious, what a delightful wonder. treat! To... I'm always in the in the live videos. <laughs> SZA is always up to something. All right, so welcome yes. back. Um, glad you all uh, stuck around. <laughs> to meet up with us one more time in the air (laughs) all right here we go (laughs) y'all i know we have like a very set intro and outro that y'all are used to hearing but actually what i realized is i'm gonna just take clips of andre cackling (laughs) on a loop and i'm gonna just put it over a bounce beat and that's oh my god. that's gonna be our new intro at least it may also be the outro but my god my god on on high from Z- that's not how that goes i'm just gonna stop all right it so was it wasn't I'm sure. here we go the first segment uh in this delicious podcast that we host called worship Uh, is the raw and honest and Mm. this is the segment where we are talking about something that we've realized um, that um, we have taken on as something that is uh, critical in the self-work that we're doing um, on the trajectory to our healing or through our healing because it's not really a two it's like a ongoing thing Um, do you want to start
0: you can take the lead here.
1: Okay. I'm telling you, Jesus, take the lead. Okay, so I'm completely exhausted with dating. Just exhausted. That's the mood. Just, why am I here? No, Why are you here? Nobody's supposed to be here. But I invited you here, so, like, why did I invite you here? Um, so, I feel like there is some degree of... um. Just offloading my expectations of dating,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I am. I definitely feel myself moving closer and closer, or maybe moving through or into um, my hoe phase,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that's exciting mm-hmm. um, because it's all also happening in tandem with um, like me moving into more comfortably kink spaces and bdsm spaces um which sometimes overlap for me like sex and kink and bdsm Mm -hmm. um and i'm hoping that as i um intentionally move into more spaces where i'm like engaging in sex and kink um that i'm also able to like relinquish whatever like expectations i'm having of like being able to have like a consistent partner who is both like my romantic emotional and also sexual partner Mm -hmm. Um, because i feel like that's that's one thing that i need to really grapple with the most of like I am looking for a person to be my person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not actually looking for a person, but like I feel like every time I'm like dating someone, I'm like, are you the are you the nigga that has the dick and the also emotional intelligence? <laughs> are you? And I just I just keep getting let down. <laughs> I'm just- over and over um not really over and over because i don't really be giving niggas the time of day but i just feel like in my mind i'd be like are you that nigga and it's just like instantaneously the moment i ask, before the question mark is dry on the paper mm-hmm. it just be like nah yeah definitely yeah. not that nigga um yeah so yeah i'm just hoping that like this entrance into hoe phase is like also a an also like intentional and critical entrance into ho phase is also a time for me to just relinquish those expectations of dating mm. <clears throat> and hopefully generally of these niggas um i just want to have some bomb-ass sex get some bomb-ass nuts and uh not worry about these niggas
2: <laughs>
1: generally um dating is so exhausting. Mm-hmm. I just can't say it enough. No, yeah. I just cannot. Yeah. And in especially like I was talking to my friend the other day, oh. especially like after such a draining experience with a uh, drawstring backpack,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'm just like, do I want to potentially engage in something like that again? No.
2: Mm.
1: No desire. And any of these niggas could be drawstring. <laughs> any of you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. But I also don't want to friend-zone everyone.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: want to have a million fine-ass friends that I actually want to fuck. Mm-hmm. But that's for later. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> so that's that's my realization. I need to relinquish these expectations. Mm. And just, like, be in the moment, be present, and, like, also honor that, like, if something is not what I want it to be, I don't need to, like, linger to figure out if it's going to miraculously change into what I want it to be. <laughs> I can say no thank you. This has been fun. Yeah. Peace
0: that's that's real because like you you can sometimes get into these places where you're like well for me specifically it's like indecision of okay I know for sure I can't change anybody right. and that's right. not my my intent right. so you get in these places where like okay well this is who you are cool bye
3: right.
0: oh this is who you are cool bye and it's kind of like well am I just saying bye mm-hmm. too early Right. should I just like kind of see if this can like progress to something or am I just like, nigga, I don't have the time and I'm not willing to even see because it might be draining. I'm not willing to take the risk if it could be draining. So just throw it. It's like throwing everything away. (laughs) Like,
1: and and like, it's hard to temper that. Like, I know I have no control over your growth Mm -hmm. process and who you are as a person and I know that every person is capable of growing. Yeah. Like, how do I,
0: Am I hold willing?
1: space for both of yeah. those things to happen? <laughs> and I'm just like, maybe I don't, like, maybe it is not my job to hold space mm-hmm. for niggas. If, if you are coming into my life with something or without some things that are critical for me, then, like, absolutely I can hold space for the fact that all people can grow, mm-hmm. but I do not need to be here for that growth process. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, being like, nigga, I don't, actually just nothing, I want nothing from you, and, ugh.
1: Wait, what do you mean when you say I want nothing
0: from you? Like, I want, like, because there are these, like, like, thinking about, I guess comparing niggas to food, so, um.
1: (laughs) We said on the last episode that we had together that we can't be just picking niggas like food. Whatever. Okay.
0: So, they can make, like, an apple. Okay. And, like, there's a whole side that's like a brown spot yeah and the rest of the apple is dope and it's good and it's probably one of the sweetest apples you saw but you saw that brown side you just throw that whole shit in the garbage mm-hmm. you're like you not fuck that i just fuck out of here
1: that is a logic re- logical response for me <laughs> you have a whole ass brown side i'm i'm okay without you yeah
0: but i think because knives exist yeah <laughs> And because cutting cut is an option, I can cut that brown spot off the apple and the the whole, like the rest of the apple is dope and I can eat it. But
1: now it. you have a part of a person. I, like, I I don't know. I, I think that there's so many things, because I also know that, like, being like, bitch, you're not where I need you to be right now. I'm a whole space for you, but from an arm's length. <laughs> it feels yeah. like feels like throwing people away. It does. But also like, what is our responsibility to our own like having sanctuary in the relationships that we cultivate in our lives? Like, I feel like it's probably
0: just an individual choice. Because like if oh, you definitely. feel like you can you can like you can do that, then sure. Right. Um once it becomes more of a burden than than a
1: help, I guess, then yeah. you're like I probably can't do this. Right. I feel like. And interdependence is also real. Yeah. Like you saying, here are my deficits, here are your deficits, mm-hmm. here are the things that I bring to the table that can um, help you grow, and here are the things that I can bring to the table to help you grow.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And
1: we can de- lean a- upon each other and depend upon each other and work in tandem to grow each other together or grow ourselves yeah. together um in that safe community but yeah.
0: i think that's the issue i run into most of the times mm-hmm. it's it's so it's not that like somebody is just like garbage yeah like that's not the issue i run into it's mm-hmm. just it's this kind of thing where i feel like has become a rising thing where it's like acceptance of self mm-hmm. and like i feel like there's like this you know movement to just accept yourself the way you are mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of Things got lost in the shuffle. Mm. So, like, niggas are saying, accept yourself the way you are, but they're leaving out work on and that toxic work. shit. Yeah. Like, work on it. And so, like, when there are people that you meet and you're like, they're really dope, but there's, like, some toxic shit that is that will affect me. Mm-hmm. But then you have niggas who are like, this is me. Take me or accept me. And it's like, so, girl, you not planning on growing right like is this just this is just because because
1: i'm allowing you to be a full complex human are yeah. you just gonna sit in your full complex bullshit yeah just be and like not like no, work through it a process that's so um, where it this yeah.
0: yeah so yeah that's 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 what i run into just being like people who are just like i'm who i am and i'm just gonna stay this way mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it instead of people who are like yo yeah i feel you that's kind of a like what i'm doing and how i'm reacting to things that's That's pretty fucked up, and I need to work on that. That kind of shit I can work with. But, like, that's not the typical thing I run across. It's just not. So, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: And I, I, sorry, and just one more thing. I feel like there is a very real conversation around, like, people co-opting, like, self-love practices. Because, like, this whole idea of, like, I accept myself really stems from a place of these different parts of myself have been stigmatized mm-hmm. um, by society, by whiteness, mm-hmm. by a white supremacist, capitalist, heteronormative, patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. And I am reclaiming those things because they are not inherently um, bad or yeah. harmful or whatever. Yeah. But niggas decided, oh, here's an opportunity <gasps> to for me to just like let my fuck shit just flow right on in and not have to be something that I challenge, check work through process. Um, so instead of being like, uh, I don't know, I'm a person with an executive functioning disorder and that's just who I am. And like, there are definitely, definitely like inherent gifts in that, uh, executive functioning niggas are like, I'm an emotionally abusive person and mm-hmm. this is just who I am. Yeah. And, and sometimes niggas will be like, and I am this way because someone else did this to me. So like, here I am and that's it,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: is completely valid and real. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, uh, yeah. abuse sometimes begats abuse.
2: Yeah.
1: And what is the, what is the thing you didn't create the problem, but you, yeah. it's your responsibility or yeah. some, some shit yeah. um, to like rectify it. Cause you're the one living with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, niggas will co-op some shit real quick. Yeah, for their glory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually came across like some Facebook posts recently, like within the last week or two.
1: You on Facebook, nigga?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Somewhat, you know.
1: Okay.
0: But like, um, they uh, somebody said, "Don't use your mental illness as an excuse to be like a shitty person." Mm-hmm. And like, I think that was something that kind of like struck me because I was like. I think sometimes the mental illness isn't really understood. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people feel like because someone has a certain mental illness, they have absolutely no control over the manner in which they act. And then you have people with mental illness saying, actually this has nothing to do with my mental illness. I'm a whole
1: autonomous like person with agency.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, Damn, that's wild. I didn't think about that. Um but that but what we were talking about just now is a kind of a perfect segue segue into my we're on, we're on honest. Yeah. So I've been um you know on um what have I been on? I've been on like my uh body positive shit.
1: Yes, like, come on body posy. Yeah <laughs> Go on I like
0: that, yeah. Um and you know I've been definitely saying like Um, you know, these things are, oh, like just talking about like my body in general, like Mm -hmm. how, oh yeah, you know, I have a fat body and it's, it's glorious and all that type of shit. But I think what I (laughs) better like, (laughs) I think what I've been doing is I've been using that um, to be a piece of garbage, <laughs> oh so God. I think what I've been doing is i've been you know saying yeah my my body is fat and it's glorious the way it is, and you know there's nothing wrong with who I am um intrinsically, like I need to stop like shaming myself for you know all that type of shit, but then what I've also been doing is um using that mm. to um not um, do real recon on the shit i 'm doing to myself, mm. so for instance, um saying that you know there 's nothing wrong with me having a fat body, but also using that to willfully eat unhealthy mm. or using that to willfully um, not engage in physical activity of any kind. Mm. So I'm just like, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with that nigga. I'm a fat Mm. nigga and I'm just going to be... But that has nothing to do with me actually moving my body Mm. in a way that's intentional every day. It has nothing to do with me putting good things into my body intentionally. Um, Because I can be a fat nigga and eat healthy Mm -hmm. and move... And, you know, I can be all these things at once. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I've been doing is just saying I can be a fat nigga Mm -hmm. and, like, just resting on that. Um, Knowing that my body doesn't feel necessarily good with certain things that I Mm -hmm. eat. Knowing that it doesn't feel good when I don't move, um, you know, for a certain period of time every day. And I, I think I've been, like, doing myself a disservice... By just relying on that um in a way that's not helpful. Like mm-hmm. I actually want to feel good in my fat body. I yeah. want to feel good. Yeah. And the thing about it is that um like I'm not necessarily focused on weight loss. Mm-hmm. If that's a um a byproduct of whatever the fuck I do, mm-hmm. so be it. Um or like the things that I'm trying to do. If like my body is like, okay, well, cool. Mm-hmm. Um I need to get this shit off in order to do some of the things that you're trying to do. Yeah. Okay, cool, let's do that. But for me to be like, Okay, I'm comfortable with my fat body and not giving it nutrition mm-hmm. um, just putting any old fucking thing in it. Yeah. Um, not moving, you know, just laying in fucking bed, which mm-hmm. is which I get because like I'm exhausted a lot, right. but I still need to find some type of time so that I'm not completely miserable.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think, um, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry, not I think. Yeah, I've just been, is that co-op? No, it, it just kind of like made me think about the fact that I was using this, you know, being accepting of who I am um, as a cop-out,
1: hmm.
0: you know. um, Yeah and I need to not do that shit yeah
1: word um I'm gonna lovingly push back mm-hmm. um I think for me so one I'm I'm definitely in a space I am in the best space with my body that mm-hmm. I've ever been in my life right now um last year this time my feelings about my perceptions of my relationship to my body
2: mm-hmm.
1: prevented me from being present in lots of experiences from like um uh, like relationship friendships relationship, like romantic relationships mm-hmm. sex
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know i said it sucks <laughs> <laughs> um And over the past 12 months, I've really, really, um, taken personally, um, my responsibility to love whatever fucking, what, what is the, what is the thing that I said to describe my body? Um, I think I called it like a regal beast, whatever regal beast (laughs) I roll out of bed as every morning. Mm. Um because that's really important because one thing that i don't want to do is spend my waking my precious waking hours intellectualizing the fuck out of my fat body Mm -hmm. because what i know is that skinny people who don't do anything to stay skinny who are just naturally skinny Mm -hmm. ain't thinking about their naturally skinny ass body and Mm -hmm. whether or not they should be eating mcdonald's and where heart failure lies on the trajectory of their life and Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, Which is not to say I hold myself to a standard of skinny people, Mm -hmm. but I just know that my fat body does not deserve to be under any greater scrutiny because it is a fat body. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also, I've also been far more present, especially over like the last four months of at first, I like because I was like, "I'm gonna get back in the gym. I'm gonna do all this shit. I'm gonna meal plan every fucking week, and it's gonna be lit and whatever." Um, and of course, I did that for a while. I mean, we talk about this mm-hmm. all the time how like our stamina is very low yeah. for like <laughs> yeah. shit's the shit that should be a marathon, and we're yeah. just like, "I'm gonna take this marathon as a full fucking sprint, bitch." <laughs> yeah. um, so. In doing that and realizing that, like, I need to think as a long game, I've really been thinking more about, like, how am I enabling myself to experience joy and pleasure in the body that I am in? So, like, maybe that... Maybe it does look like me taking a 25-minute walk Mm -hmm. because I'm feeling like I need... A little bit more oxygen in my lungs uh-huh. maybe it's looking like i'd like to eat this instead of that um or maybe it's looking like hmm should i eat tacos for the third time this week <laughs> um because it feels great
2: uh-huh.
1: um but how does my body feel afterwards yeah. or like and maybe that the answer to that is I feel great Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's just the answer Um, but I'm really trying to be present more with like what am I feeling in my body Mm -hmm. and less of like what I don't know what is healthy because health is a a very it's a complicated thing Mm -hmm. that can lead to fat people not stigmatizing but um just hating their bodies like mm-hmm. cuz the word healthy there's no standard like this is what healthy is and there's like five things mm-hmm. that we can check off the list yeah. cuz it means a lot of things to a lot of different people mm-hmm. um and it looks a lot of ways to a lot of different people so i don't know like i completely understand i get it i th- i think that you know, whatever is important to you, for you, about your body is is important. And I refuse to hold my fat body to some level of scrutiny. Um, that one doesn't take into account the fact that, as we were talking about before, like... I am in a work space that is completely draining me of all energy that I should have Mm -hmm. to treat my body well Mm -hmm. so when I'm getting home from this eight-hour day ass job I'm just like I have nothing left Uh for myself and I can't blame myself for having nothing left for myself because I'm trying to stay alive Mm -hmm. um and I'm also responsible for like <laughs> what happens after that eight hours of my workday because yeah. that's my life. Yeah. It's like it's so much, um, but I refuse to be hard on myself. I'm just like, look, I'm a I'm a wade through these fucking. If anybody watches The Office, fucking Michael Scott and all of his fish fillet rappers and his fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The Office is so good. Anyway. But, yeah, I understand, and uh, I'm I'm just trying not to, like, demonize my, my body, like, the way that I handle my body,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: there is a lot of shit that comes into play in that
0: yeah. thing. That didn't feel like a pushback to me. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it felt like it just, because I agree with every, everything you were saying. Yeah. I think it was just me realizing that... Um, I'm eating things that don't make me feel good. (laughs) Like at all. Um, And I'm also, I know that moving makes me feel good afterward. It's just that, like, a combination of me feeling like I don't have energy and then a combination of me just not wanting to do it because I just don't feel like it. Um, So, like, getting in these modes where I'm just like, I could do it, but I just don't fucking feel like doing it. And knowing that, um, there are a lot of things in life that I'm like, I, this would be for my best benefit, Mm. but I, (laughs) there's no other reason except for I don't feel like fucking doing it. So I need to like kind of contend with these moments where I'm like, nigga, I, I can do this. Yes. I do not fucking feel like it.
1: So I won't. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is beyond that? Like, like is there we, anything else? We, are there any other options that we can, can, can yeah, possibly consider yeah. other than nah? Right, I'm not. <laughs> right, right. Because
0: I feel like there was a time where I was like working out regularly and I was like eating healthy and I was still fat. And all of my tests, like my blood, everything, all of my tests were great. Blood pressure was great. I was still a fat nigga,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I was feeling good. So, now I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm still a fat nigga, but I'm not necessarily feeling good. Yeah. That's and I'm real. like, I need to get back to a place where I'm feeling good yeah. about, like, in my body. Yeah. And now, I'm right now, I'm not feeling that. Yeah. I, there's definitely not one standard of healthy, right. but I'm, I know what isn't.
1: Yeah. For you. <laughs>
0: right. For and me. And that's,
1: I, I feel like that's the most important, yeah. important frame of reference of, yeah. like, for me, yeah,
0: I know what it is um,
1: because a lot of people talk about health as if it is this one standardized yeah. and that 's I feel like that 's what I was trying to say. Yeah. People like to talk about health as if, as if it is one very binary, mm-hmm. very cut and dry standardized thing, and mm-hmm. it 's not because no. there 's so many fucking ways to have a body yeah there's so many ways, yeah, yeah. there are people who have no limbs there are people who have. Uh, congenital diseases that they Mm -hmm. were born with and like what does that mean for like when you think about health as something that is one standardized thing it's not real um so i think yeah shifting that to for me Mm -hmm. and also thinking about when you're thinking about for me how are you looking at that because that is that for me centered on others gazes mm-hmm. or is that centered on what your experience as a lifetime participant in your own body
2: yeah.
1: um has felt yeah. and experienced in your body yeah
0: like for instance dairy is not healthy for me because i have asthma and it produces a lot of phlegm so there's no fucking reason why i should be me yeah. i should be eating dairy right. because i will fucking be coughing in my sleep right because i keep producing phlegm right. when dairy is consumed So like but other people they'll be fine if they eat dairy. So like I know exactly what I should be doing, what will make me feel good. But I'm just like, nah, dude nope. Just yeah, I'm just not gonna do it, sir. So and yeah, you do have these things in your fridge that you could eat. But you don't feel like it. No. So Yo, that's so there's that you just don't feel like it. How do we push through
1: that friend?
0: Nigga, I'm trying through?
1: to figure that shit out. I'm just out like now. I have nigga, I have like I have dried shiitake mushrooms, like a pack <laughs> like a pound bag of dried shiitake um, mushrooms sitting on top of my fridge. I have fucking lentils in my in my pantry. I have black beans. Mm-hmm. I have my fucking uh mangoes. <laughs> I got all the shit that I need mm-hmm. and I'm just like hmm, tacos.
0: <laughs> nigga, I saw this um there was this tweet that said black folks will go on a grocery like a, like, go grocery shopping yes. but still stop on Popeye's on the on way the home. way home. Nigga, me. Universally I will buy all understood. of this good natural shit Growth like, nigga, I'll buy fruit and I'll organic. buy organic. Le- organic. And my nigga, I will see a fucking spot and be like let me get that let shit on the way home. Let me just
1: grab that rope. right.
0: <laughs> like, nigga. Let me just. Why? <laughs> 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 and I'm doing this on a consistent basis. I'm like and i'm also trying to save money i'm like nigga Nick, what are, these what are you, two do
3: you do-
0: <laughs> they're not 1 plus 1 is is 5 yeah. so let's i'm also also
1: i am the meme of um let me let me buy this uh container of uh salad greens so i can throw them out in two weeks <laughs> when they're I wilted God. that's that's I also me God. in a tweet also I swear. me So I'm like, I'm just going to buy this because I'm going to definitely eat this two weeks later.
0: (laughs) Passing by in the fridge every time you walk.
1: I didn't even open the perforated plastic edge of the bitch. No. No. Oh, God. I just don't. (laughs) So here's an opportune time for if you have some suggestions on how niggas can not just jumpstart, but sustain. Yes sustain a practice of pushing through the bitch gnaw yeah. I, we need your assistance in a very real way please. so please help us yes, alright that was it <laughs> <laughs> alright so our next segment is church affirmation I
0: knew it was gonna go up
1: I think that was going to be the last note. You gotta, you gotta know. So, per usual, I am coming with the scripture for you hoes. Amen. Per usual. The scripture. Oh! <laughs> I thought you were serious.
0: Okay. So, um, the scripture today.
1: Y'all, every time we record, we go over what we're going to talk about. Um.
2: And, and we we, we
1: nev- no we never we almost never go over a church affirmation, I feel like I sometimes oh, we sometimes we do, we
2: probably don't
1: but I just be like, I feel like it's more of me projecting my <laughs> shame of never having a scripture, <laughs> and i just be like i'll just see I'll just see what happens <laughs> let's just you know so let, let me ex-
0: let me explain let me explain, explain. um the church affirmation is mm-hmm. um. Something what is that we do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where we uh, pick a scripture yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. and we
0: give the true living, living translation ah. of the word, because a lot of you niggas just be pulling translations out your ass. So, out your um, so you know, it's just it's up to us to tell the truth. Indeed. Um, so today's scripture will be coming from uh, First Corinthians, Come on. Uh, the third chapter. E-
1: um, until 1st to 8th
0: verse.
1: <laughs> and it reads. Is this the New and Living Translation? No,
0: it's the King James.
1: Why the fuck would you We mean?
0: know that there is power in the King James. There's colonialism and power in the King James and that, version. That is we indeed can...
1: what colonialism
0: is power. <laughs> yes. Evil ass power. And it reads. Oh, and I. So And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, And another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Amen. Yes, Yes, you do need some mm-hmm. work. Um,
1: <laughs> Again, that is an all call for all dykes listening. I'm available <laughs> to you oh,
0: God, we give you My thanks for the reading I give of God's
1: you. Okay. <laughs> I'll do what you say to use me, Lord, <laughs> to show someone the gay. Oh, okay.
0: okay. Go ahead. Amen, I'm glad about it. Blessing. Um, so as you all, I said ye, wow, <laughs> the fuck? As That's you a
1: all... King Damn James. <laughs> you just become a colonizer. The more you read it, you just <laughs> your your skin
2: slowly pales, um, becomes ashen.
0: So So, um, as you have all, I almost said it again. As you have just uh, heard, um, so the scripture that I read, uh, my interpretation mm-hmm. of it, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah is um. We might have even talked about this before. But even if we have, uh, I'm gonna repeat it. Um, nigga. Come on. You will do... There's... I think... Thinking about my spiritual upbringing and even like my own belief in like the power of God and like the, or the power of the universe, just the power of a higher being is that God will reward your efforts. So... um thinking about me, right, and even to my raw and honest, um, there's been no reward because I haven't put in any fucking effort. Like, I'm going to be honest. There has wow. been... I haven't been putting in an effort to to, uh, like, eat things that I know my body would enjoy or like, move in a certain... I have i just been like, nigga, whatever. It's just been like... Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't even been thinking about, look, like, maybe I should mm-hmm. even start thinking about thinking about doing it. I've just right. been, like, coasting. Um, like, one of the things that I could have done earlier is, like, switch my hours so that yeah. I could have more time to just prepare a meal that yeah. would be sustaining. Or, like, that, so that I can, like, move for 25 minutes, like, in the morning. And what i just been doing is, like, eh, nah, whatever. I don't know. Like, for yeah. what? I just don't feel like switching. It's my biggest thing has been changing mm. shit. So like, when I'm in a pattern, I don't want to change it. Yeah. Like, changing my patterns has always been this kind of thing where I just, I just, even if I know that it'll be good for me, I just don't feel like changing what I'm used to. Nigga, yeah. um, like I could be dying, and I'm like, Ugh, let's just keep doing no, it. I eventually, get, it. get better. It's okay. Like this is my mindset, and yeah. I'm like. This is wild that yeah. I need to stop. I need yeah. to switch uh, the manner in which I think. Yeah. But yeah, so like this thing, you know, for it says, for it says, Come wow.
3: Come on, say. <laughs> for the Bible says. Right.
0: <laughs> I have planted Apollos, Lorda, of the increase. These, you know, you put in your efforts and when you're honest with yourself, and you're like, you know what? I've done a good amount for myself and this is my limit that's for me when god is like cool you know like i'm glad that you are attempting to change uh the manner in which you engage things or like do things so nigga let me help you out like let me help you out i think even i think god even like gives the like <laughs> gives you leeway or the universe gives you leeway when you're not doing what the fuck you need to do but like especially when you know when when you're the I, this is all personal to me, mm-hmm. so like everybody will get their own personal message mm-hmm. of what they need to do, what they know they can do, and like what they know their limits are, mm-hmm. and if you get a message where you're like, I'm fully capable of doing this, but mm-hmm. you're just like nah, I don't want to do it, okay. that's when the issues come in, so like, when I'm given the message that I can do these things mm-hmm. I just need to shift a certain I need to shift certain things, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yeah, but I don't feel like doing it Yeah. um, that's when, like, <laughs> that's that's honestly the 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 points where I'm at my loudest. Where I'm like, God, why this they sh- why this shit ain't working? Right, right. And I'm like, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know why it's not yeah. working because I'm not putting in yeah. any fucking effort. I'm not working. I'm not. It's not. Why it's not working. I'm literally doing nothing, yeah. and I'm hoping for the best. Like it's like this. This it's to me, and this might be a little offensive, but uh, it's to me, it's like when like. um Like, these church shootings and these shit Mm -hmm. happens. And niggas are like, just pray. And it's like, nigga, we can do more than fucking pray. There's a lot more you can do. Because, nigga, every time one of these shootings happen, you're like, niggas, pray. And then another one happened. So I'm like, nigga, is this working at this point? Like, can we shift our focus to do something? Like, can we put in laws and shit in place? But no. So, like, I'm just over here like, yeah, just pray and hope it gets better. Instead of actually doing something, I know I can do.
3: Mm.
0: So God gives the increase for me uh, when you do what you know you can do. When you know that this is your limit, when you're like, okay, God, I put in the effort um, that I know I can reasonably do.
3: Yeah,
0: and that's for me when God is like, dope, cool. Like, right. let me help you out. Like, let me get you to that level yeah. because um, I fully believe that, like. There are just limits to certain, for me, there are, like, limits to, like, what I can physically do. Mm -hmm. So, like, I always need the universe of God to step in and, like, direct me to a, to further what I'm trying to do. Um, What else is in this shit? wow I'm sorry girl. and I'm
1: also thinking what What are you apologizing for <laughs>
0: for saying in this shit
1: what <laughs> What else <laughs> is in this shit um, I'm also thinking about um, so my friend De Essence, mm. she will periodically on Instagram share forgot what the hashtag is that she says but it's like essentially like regular ass self care like Uh, humdrum Mm self-care like shit that ain't like going to the spa or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like writing out your schedule for the week Mm -hmm. like that's self-care because I know that if I write out my schedule I will not have to always be thinking throughout the week what the fuck do I have to do next and whatever and like that brings me closer to like or, or brings me into a space of like freeing my mind of like Mm -hmm. the stress of potentially missing a date or whatever. Um, I'm just thinking like, what would it take or what would it look like for us to frame the things that we so oftenly and instinctively frame as I need to do this Mm -hmm. and shift it to, to experience my most pleasurable, most joyful life Mm -hmm. I need to do this as opposed to just like, I need to do this because I need to do it because somewhere along the way, I decided that this is something that I need Mm -hmm. to do. How do we include those things in the way that we think of our most pleasurable, most joyful lives, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just making it something that's on a checklist that we insist on not looking at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I just think think about that. I'm sorry. You were going through the, the, that's
0: okay yeah um i well yeah well i'll get back to that yeah but yeah so i might be done am i done so yeah um just is there anything else yeah so like for ye are yet carnal for whereas there is among ye envy and strife and divisions are ye not carnal and walk as men um this is a complete read on niggas um just saying uh I love that y'all, you know, the Bible loves to reference men Mm -hmm. as a thing. So, uh, if you niggas will read this Bible and realize that niggas ain't shit. If you Mm -hmm. don't read this Bible and realize that, um, the biggest lesson is that niggas ain't shit. Frankly. Cause y'all, cause this Bible loves to reference men and realize that there's a lot of shit in here that's pretty awful. And who's behind it?
1: Who is indicted? Niggas. Y'all Niggas. (laughs)
0: this is a complete read on niggas and um but anyway getting back to it um just me realizing that I need to do what or see yeah it's that it's that framing so like hmm we'll get back to that but Mm -hmm. yeah so like realizing that there are certain things that I need to do in order to create a reality um or create um is reality the right word a word, sure, mm-hmm. let's just use it. Create a reality that I um would like to live in mm. um I think sometimes i'm like I'm like hyper focused on like doing things that only that I want to do um instead of doing things that I know would lead me to um into a space where i could do what i want to do um like for instance i think one of the things i think about is that um i think everything yeah everything in life i think is like is a struggle the right word the right word or it's just it requires exerting some type of energy like walking um you have to like Push against pavement or push against the floor in order for your ass to walk. Okay. Um, anything requires some type of exertion uh, from you in order to accomplish it. And sometimes you don't want to do, do these things. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, um, I may not want to walk outside in the hot ass heat um, okay. to get to where the fuck I need to go. Please but not. I know <laughs> that after I get past this fucking exerting myself walking in this heat, I'll get to this lovely air conditioning place with all this lovely thing, with all these lovely things. Um, So yeah. I, yeah.
2: You got anything?
1: Yeah, and you talking about this piece of the reality, what is the reality Mm -hmm. that I want? Just like, I'm thinking through this set of questions of like, what is the reality that I'm enthusiastic about experiencing in this life? Mm -hmm. And what is the bridge that I need to create between where I am right now um, and that reality that I want to be enthusiastic mm-hmm. about every day? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what what is that bridge that I need to create? Yeah. Um, because I think that, that that's sort of what I was getting to of like, how do we think about the things that we create into this to-do list that we resent?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and how do we reframe it as something that will enable us to live our most pleasurable, most joyful lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that is for me, a, a great beginner set of questions of like, what do I, how, what would make me be enthusiastic about my life every day? Because y'all, as someone who experiences suicidal ideation a mm-hmm. lot, as someone who experiences, um, you know, depressive episodes, um, it can be really hard to be like yeah. to to find something to grasp onto that I'm like I am enthusiastic mm-hmm. about this thing and this yeah. is the thing that I am um, looking forward to to experiencing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like I'm going to work with that a little bit this week because mm-hmm. um, I've been hella unenthusiastic about my life mm-hmm. uh, for the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for bringing that.
0: Amen. Yeah, like um, even thinking about like. My like me exercising, like realizing that I'm not enthusiastic about going to the fucking gym, right, no. but know that I was enthusiastic about boxing, and yeah. that was a form of moving. I like boxing; it was just a a fun activity. But I was also moving my body, and that felt good. Um, so yeah, that was something that I enjoy and I look forward to. I need to find another boxing gym because my right. fucking that nigga on, just he's in California, but. Yeah, there. Are, I I think that like just thinking about reframing, I feel like that was one of the ways that I reframe exercise for me, mm-hmm. because I actually looked like a nigga, I wasn't resenting that shit at all, mm-hmm. like I was resenting going to the fucking gym right. and like lifting weights, and
1: right? Shit.
0: Like, oh yeah, yeah,
1: right. Be ready. <laughs> Freddy, Satan, nigga, come Wait. on. Wait. I'm fucking your ass, nigga, Fall with this Bible. Let's go, ay, bitch.
2: Ay, Let's go, ay, nigga. Ay, ay, I got God on my motherfucking ay, side. Ay, Fuck I, you, nigga.
0: That's how Nikki should have sounded in that uh, that gospel song with Sasha <laughs> Cobbs. That would have been lit.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, Lord.
1: Ooh. Come on, bring it back, Janae. Bring it back now.
2: Ooh!
0: Shout out to Arthrea, Uh Franklin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just saying something that Tony Braxton. Arthria? Yeah. Have you seen this picture of no. Tony Braxton? No. Um, oh,
1: Aretha. Is that what was happening there? You didn't. Blessed. It. It. I don't so, really be plugged in.
0: That's okay. Tony was like, she was off of like four or five perks and three zans.
3: <laughs> Come on, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking best life, sis?
0: And she made a post on, on Twitter saying, rest in peace, Aretha Franklin. Now tell me what you see.
1: I feel so blessed to have stood next to these two legends. R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. Oh.
0: Do you, Do you see something?
1: I see Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston, the white nigga with the record label.
0: Look above the actual picture.
1: Oh, shit.
3: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sis. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh...
1: (laughs)
0: Y'all,
3: I'm looking at this
1: search bar. This thing reads as follows. Follow with me, if you will, saints. <laughs> our, this is the search bar. This is what our good sis Tony. Um, <laughs> I was about to call her Tony Jackson. Tony Braxton <laughs> typed into the search bar to find this image of her, Whitney Jack, Whitney Jackson. Wow, everyone's a, a Jackson. Jackson, Everybody. <laughs> anyway, it says Arthria Franklin. <laughs> Tony, this bitch didn't even spell her own last name. Tony Brackton. Whitney Hoist. (laughs) Clivers. (laughs) Dismiss. Party. This can't actually be her account that posted this picture.
0: That was her verified account. No, it wasn't. Did
1: you take the screen capture?
0: I took one, yes. Oh
1: my God. You should be outside. Like, it was. That was a good tongue, by the way.
0: It was, it was, I'll give it. But yeah. So Jesus. she um she did that and uh I don't How many perks? Had to be at least three and four hands. A fistful. Because my god Birdman gotta be the plug because I guess she just said little uh, baby. I'm sure. Just go ahead. The and way give Juvie
1: me. was looking at Ed was fast.
0: I'm sure Birdman is a fucking plug. I don't know how you spell your own last name Bless wrong, god. but um Bracken. especially when it's right on right your account too. On... But uh just in
1: case you had a momentary <laughs> lapse. It's the internet is right but there for also, you, sis.
0: The fact that she took a screenshot instead of knowing how to save the picture to her phone.
1: And also also the level of determination you have to have because Google has pretty much mastered yeah. the autocomplete. Yeah, yeah so this is pile pile drive through this shit she She said I see you trying to I said what
0: I said I said what the fuck I said
1: a three up all three up okay wow clever (laughs) Dismiss. (laughs) wow clever Mm, 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 my 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 All right, now that we have sufficiently (laughs) discussed niggas, it's time for All My Niggas in the Whole Wide World.
0: Had to, had to.
1: You gotta bring it back up for the Saints. (laughs) So, um, All My Niggas in the Whole Wide World um, is the segment formerly, formerly, formerly known as the sex and dating segment Mm -hmm. um and we just decided to shift uh how we look at this segment because sometimes it ain't a whole bunch of sex and sometimes it ain't a whole bunch of dating yeah and we certainly have an abundance of relationships uh that we are nurturing in our lives and Mm -hmm. cultivating and curating uh so we want to make sure that we are um thinking about it and being inclusive of all those relationships yes. from platonic to familial to romantic to sexual to all of them. Amen. Um, so, all my niggas in the whole wide world.
0: Yes. Um, so, I think I have a few things to say yes, about yes, it this Yes, yes, yes. Right? So, um, I...
2: Take your time.
0: I think I'm having an issue in general. So, like, actually, I'll start with the other one. So, I'm noticing, like, a pattern with, like, some of the folks I engage with, uh, like, on any level. Just any Mm -hmm. type of relationship, friendship, any type. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing that um, there's this thing that happens where niggas will, like, do some fucked up shit. And as opposed to, like, apologizing or, like, acknowledging their fuck up, they just kind of back up, wait for some time, and just mm. slowly introduce themselves back into your your presence. Mm. And um, I don't know if they think that you, like, forgot. Um, b- but I'm assuming they either think you forgot or that you're stupid. So they just kind of, like, gently, gently push back into, like...
1: And they go from Homer fading into the bushes <laughs> to my fucking... uh. I don't know what that is. a reverse homer. Right. Yeah, <laughs> reverse a reverse homer, yeah.
0: yeah. To state it simply. And I'm like, I'm really getting, I think it's kind of difficult uh, for me to be completely angry because I know that one of my uh, things I'm working on is like just conflict and me just kind of being not, I just try to avoid conflict mm-hmm. and um, me realizing that I I am in that same boat yeah. to an extent. Um but then also being like, well this shit is not acceptable. Um because I think a lot of the ways I avoid conflict is I just kind of back up and I just leave it. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just mm-hmm. won't revisit yeah. it. Um but like niggas when it comes to me they'll like back up and then they'll come back I'm like nigga I didn't forget Right. um so that's been pissing me off because I'm noticing it a lot more um and I'm just like if you would just acknowledge that it was a fucked up situation we can move past it um but niggas aren't really interested in that for whatever reason not
1: interested in being principled because that's actually what that
0: is well praise god Mm. ain't that it Mm. um So, anyway, yeah, so that's one thing. Another thing that I'm, that I actually realized recently uh, with talking to my therapist uh, is that I, I feel like I'm, I don't know how to retain friendships. Um,
1: What do you mean by
2: that?
0: Like, I feel like I, I don't know how to nurture friendships. Like, just, because, like, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, I don't know, what a loving relationship like romantic relationship Mm -hmm. looks like because I never saw one growing up Mm -hmm. I think one thing about me is yeah that's true for me Mm -hmm. but also just like a stable friendship Mm -hmm. is something that I never really experienced Mm -hmm. or saw because like people were around me growing up people were falling out for this most ridiculous Mm -hmm. shit Um, people that I would kind of get attached to like Mm -hmm. with the adults and then I would never see them again I'm like damn so this is how friendships work and shit um or like people would just kind of like leave and then I wouldn't hear from them again yeah. for whatever reason and I realized that like I j- not only do I not know how to like sustain and nurture a romantic relationship but like a friendship I don't I don't I, I think I'm kind of going off of what I saw on TV yeah. on how to be a friend yeah um it's cuz like it's just awkward for me to like do things that seem like they should be friendship, Part things. Of friendship. Right. And I'm just like, is this how you do it? Mm. It's kinda of like I have like a triangle like piece and I'm trying to put it I'm like, is this the right po- is this like one of those kid toys? Mm-hmm. Wait, is this the right Oh, this is oh right. this is a tr okay, cool. And I'm just but there's no type of um sustained practice that I learned. I'm just kind of like mimicking what I saw. Mm. Um on TV where niggas are like, okay, this is my friend. Like, even thinking about um, some of the toxic-ass friendships I saw on TV, like when I would watch Martin mm. or when I would watch um, sometimes even, like, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Or, like, just random films. And like, is this... I guess this is how friendships mm. are. And um, so I'm going to mimic this. Yeah. But, like, nobody actually ever, like, taught me by example or by actual conversation this is how you uh, make friends this is how you retain friendships Mm. this is how like I was never taught any of that I just a lot of my um, shit was just made up like there was never now when I'm thinking about it now I can't think of any type of relationship where it was expressly talked about Or any type of relationship that I saw and I was like, this is like a healthy example of it. It just, it never, so I'm just like, I'm kind of making this shit up as I go. And I've been making it up for 28 years, my nigga. Yeah, And like, I think I'm in a place now where I'm like, I'm slowing down a bit, where I'm like, okay, let me examine this. And when I examine it, I'm like, this doesn't feel authentic.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't like it.
1: And I feel like that's, a really important guide mm-hmm. to honor like mm-hmm. this doesn't feel authentic and i think a lot of what my friendships are based in is like how how can i hold space for you in your full the fullness of who you are mm-hmm. and i think that that is pretty pretty much like how i could describe all of the relationships in my life mm-hmm. um and that looks vastly different from person to person day to day mm-hmm. situation to situation cuz like i'm even thinking like i think it was 2 days ago um i was you know sipping on a good little box wine mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and uh you know smoking on a little something
2: mm-hmm.
1: and watching a tv series that i've been interested in watching for a while and one of my friends called me and um wanted to share with me some some things that she's been going through with um some new sexual partners and things um and i'm i i i was so here for holding space for mm-hmm. her um and also that was the first time that i'd like drink wine in a while and like <laughs> i would, like like not the first time in a while for any reason but like uh-huh. i just made time to, for mm-hmm. me to have this like leisurely like just pleasure yeah. afternoon yeah. Yeah. um so like i i held the space for her and i was like you know present with her in um like hearing her out and then like after that time of like hearing her out i was like look i have to be 1000 percent honest with you um i love you to bits and i i i cherish our friendship mm-hmm. in the space that i get to hold with you um and I am not going to be able to be present with you in the way that I would like to be Mm -hmm. because I want to continue what I was doing before we got on the phone. (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like that experience Mm -hmm. sort of for me was like, oh yeah, there is no specific way to be a friend. Um, But there is one, again, for me personally, my one grounding thing for friendship is like, Figuring out how to hold space for you because mm-hmm. all of my friends are black. I'm thinking black queer and or trans folks mm-hmm. who are in constant state of tending to other folks' needs. Was that your stomach? It was. Bless God, I thought that was a car. You, yeah, I, I know you <laughs> I fucking thought, lying. I swear to
2: God, I thought
3: that was like a motor. Oh my God.
1: neighborhood (laughs) where niggas travel on mopeds and I was like wow y'all got them too (laughs) anyway I say all that to say I think that one like critical piece of that and maybe this is the question that you're at and I'm just like not hearing that Mm -hmm. um but like what is a friendship to you Mm -hmm. and I feel like maybe that is the question that you're asking maybe I don't know um and I think answering that question helps you to have a lens through which to see, like, what are the things that I need to do with this specific person? Because I think a lot of people are like, well, here is my checklist for what a friend what a friend does. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, like, blindly apply that to every person in their life mm-hmm. when actually that may be a futile use of your time mm-hmm. and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's real. Like, what do you... Just a, a a relationship that is meaningful and you want to sustain the life of what what happens in that relationship.
0: Shut up. I don't Okay. Like, yeah. like no. I'm just I'm kind of I think like how I was saying that I'm I'm slowing down now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like which coincides with my fucking Saturn return. Like Come on now. um I'm just kind of examining everything. Mm-hmm. And most of the shit I've examined, I'm like, nigga, this doesn't this doesn't serve me, nah. and it doesn't feel authentic. Nah. It doesn't feel like this is something I came to a conclusion of. It feels like something that I was told by whatever means, and I just adopted it and ran with it. Yeah. And, you know, when you're running or you're in constant motion, you don't really have time to think about things mm-hmm. or, like, be like okay well does this make sense or is this something that um you know I can actually do right. long term you are just like no nigga like, i'm just trying to move right. through this life and i'm trying to survive and i'm trying to like make it to the next day right. and so now that i'm finally in a place where i'm like i don't necessarily have to um be at the level of worry that i was like i'm still like there's still anxiety but like the level has has gone down there are certain things that I can examine. And friendship is something... Along with romantic uh, relationships... Where I'm just like... Nigga. None of this actually... Feels right to me. Right. <laughs> and I don't know what does... But I know what doesn't. So I'm trying to explore now... What actually feels correct. Yeah. And I haven't found that yet. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of like that's an like it's anxiety inducing to be in a place where I'm like, I feel like I feel like bare. Like it feels like I'm in like an autumn and there's no leaves on the tree. Mm. I'm like I'm naked nigga <laughs> you know what I mean I'm, and I just have to and it's gonna get worse like it's about to be winter so there'll be mm. snow and shit on me and I have to wait until the spring for my new leaves to grow so I can know exactly who the fuck I am yeah. because now it's just like it's kind of like when you you know it's kind of like all your life you're taught you know like for here's another example it's like quitting one job without another lined up Mm. it's like you're in this kind of space of okay what do i do until i get this new job until like i actually have something like grounding that i know and it sucks to be in a place where somebody well you know you can ask me what does this mean i'm like nigga, i have no clue right i don't know what the fuck this means i don't know what it is i don't know like I have nothing. What I can do is go back to the old way I did yeah, shit. Me. But I know that shit doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I have right now. Is complete nothing. And I have to be there. Until something. Until my exploration leads me to something. Where it's like this feels correct. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. Like it completely sucks. I hate I hate not having something grounding. In practices. Um, Yeah. Right. I think that's why I, like I feel like I'm not sustaining relationships correctly because I don't mm-hmm. have any because I feel like with anything you have to have certain grounding principles like you don't you can definitely switch up like like the the rest of it but mm-hmm. like there has to be like at least one or two things where you're like this keep be stable yeah and firm
2: yeah that's and, like real. because i'm
0: up I'm uprooting everything you know this yeah. is wild like every fucking thing and this feels it feels awful. You know what I mean? Because, like, I think especially being an earth sign, mm. like, I, li- I love stability. You old
2: dirty ass.
0: Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm an earth sign sun, I'm an earth sign rising. So mm. it's like, I love stability of some kind. And being on a place where it's like there's none. Like, at least emotionally, I'm like, nigga, I feel like a wreck. Yeah. Like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. Just in somebody... a fucking
1: cyclone. Right.
0: And like I'm, twister. I'm very i uh, I'm often tempted to be like, nigga, what do I do? Tell me what like going to somebody and be like, just tell me what to do. Because I don't feel like searching no more. Just Yo. tell me so I can just I can just do what you tell me to do, so I can just have some type of platform. That's
1: actually not real. <laughs> that actually cannot happen. <laughs>
0: No nigga can live your life on your behalf. You can't, yeah. Literally, no. I'm realizing that. And that, so now I'm just in a place of, well, nigga, you just
3: got to. Goddamn, I got to face this work that I got to do.
1: Yeah, instead of just trying to find every other way to avoid it. Right. Yeah. That's super real. And recently, not recently, but I think over the last few months, I've realized that one of the ways that I've felt, ugh, I hate using this word, purposeful, Mm -hmm. because like what. Purposeful feels so linked to, like, productivity. And I'm just like, that's not actually what I'm aiming for in my Mm -hmm. life. Um, But one way that I know I have felt fulfilled in, like, sustaining my relationships with folks has Mm -hmm. been in checking in with folks. But, like, more and more recently, it just feels like I can't hold space for folks in that way. Cause like literally all of my niggas are going through in some way. Um, and I feel like I used to have a greater capacity to like, you know, take that on and hold space with them in that way. But now it's just like, even the thought of like reaching out and being like, Hey sis, how are you doing? Um, and knowing that that person is used to coming back to me with how they are doing and 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 being able to have that space and i'm just like overwhelmed by the thought of initiating the space that i potentially don't have the capacity for so i'm in a very real space of not necessarily uprooting but just thinking about how can i return to the friendships Mm -hmm. that i want to still be cultivating and and supporting and mm-hmm. and and being in um and being supported by yeah. um but in a way that feels sustainable in this new space that i'm i'm in for whatever reason
0: yeah um yeah yeah because i i i do like i do have friends you know what i mean yeah, who i yeah, consider yeah. friends but it's like it's like you said i just want to figure out a way to um to uh operate in this friendship yeah. that feels that that is sustainable that yeah. you can like do long term. Yes. And for me it's like something that I that is sustainable but also just cuz one thing that, that also feels authentic because one thing I've been like talking through with my therapist mm-hmm. is like authenticity yeah. and like how a lot of things that I do or have done is just kind of like it's mechanical mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like it's just muscle memory,
3: yeah.
0: And it's it, it's nothing that I'm present in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he's actually been like giving me exercises to be present, and be, well, to be present because I've been noticing that like I just do everything off of instinct, and I hate operating in a place. I think Well, I hate operating in a place of just instinct. Mm-hmm. I do realize because of my upbringing it's natural for me um but breaking out of that is extremely important to me um because yeah it's just i want to feel things you know what i mean so yeah i want to feel
1: hmm. oh um Ooh, okay, so I was about to say my raw and honest, but we're, we're well past that segment of this we podcast. Um,
0: Three days in.
1: My God. <laughs> Truly, we are. So my the thing I'd like to talk about today um, is about sexuality and sexual liberation and body love Um, and I have a, like a very fraught relationship with the word positive just and positivity because I'm like, who gets to decide like what is positive and what is negative? And Mm -hmm. oftentimes it's like a white person and like, do they, can they actually calibrate that for everyone? Mm -hmm. Um, so like my, like, I guess Brand of body positivity shows up in like me calling it body love or body celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so did I tell you about Christmas this past Christmas? How I gave everyone the uh the um sex survey as one of their Christmas gifts?
0: Uh, you may have, <laughs> but
1: so, um, Cause I feel like
0: that's something you would tell me. <laughs> yeah.
1: So last Christmas I gave all of my cousins and a few of my aunts who were just curious. This survey, it's not a survey, it's a inventory mm-hmm. for them to go through and like it has a bunch of questions of like about like what their sexual interests are. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's it's a, it's a complete inventory. So at the end of it like Theoretically, you have a list of things that you can share with sexual partners or even like brought to your own like, like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that this was not something that I thought of before, but I think I am interested in this Mm -hmm. anyway. um, So a lot of the things I think because I've been coming to into my own, like, celebration of my body, love of my body, where it is, again, wherever it may be on any given day, mm-hmm. um, I've been doing a lot of that work in tandem with my own, like, sexual liberation work. Um, and as I'm doing this, because I'm also doing this at the same time as um, some... Really amazing work that I'm doing with Black Femme Brunch, mm-hmm. um, around giving Black trans and queer folks, um, specifically Black trans and queer femmes of all genders, space to explore kinks, space to explore sex in a in a, a communal space. Um, so. Um, I told you I went to Weekend Reunion, mm-hmm. um, and Weekend Reunion, again, is, um, well, this is the last year of it, but it's the largest annual black BDSM conference, mm-hmm. um, probably in the world, honestly, probably mm-hmm. the only black BDSM, like, <laughs> conference of this size in in the world, um, and BDSM stands for bondage, domination, sadism and masochism um and under those umbrella under that umbrella um of those four areas are so many different kinks and um sexual experiences and non-sexual experiences and kinks and things like that um there are folks who are into who who are pups which is, like, folks who um, fully engage in the experience of, like, becoming a dog mm-hmm. um, in, like, mannerism in, in, a, in a bunch of things mm-hmm. and, like, that is their thing um, there are folks who get into the character of um, who, who identify as littles um, and they are folks who, like, their experience in the kink world is, like dressing up like a child or like a little girl, and like um at at weekend reunion, there was a room called the little's Room, mm-hmm. which looked essentially like a nursery, like there was this huge <laughs> stuffed animal in the corner, like literally like maybe five feet tall, a mm-hmm. uh, stuffed animal in the corner, um there was a bunch of coloring places, there was candy there was like it looked like a daycare mm-hmm. um. For, like, grown-ass people mm. who are, like, this is my thing mm. to go in and enjoy themselves. There was story time for the littles. Like, it was just <laughs> so fun. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, like, what everyone thinks of when they when they hear the word BDSM. There were, of course, dominatrixes mm-hmm. um, in their, like, laced-up corsets and their high-ass heels and their whips and, and floggers and all that shit. Um, there was this auntie there who was a domina. Um who had her white slave. So there's also like, um, (laughs) like uh, dynamics. So Uh there's like, um, daddy and little girl, there's slave and master. There are a lot of dynamics. So there was this older black auntie, very small frame, um, who every day, I want to say it was twice a day, every day she would bring her white slave outside to the courtyard. So we, the hotel was blocked off. Um, for the conference, uh-huh. so we had a whole hotel um, to do kinky shit, sex shit, all all twenty four hours a day. Uh-huh. Um, so she would bring her white slave outside, uh, tie him to a tree, and just fuck his ass up, whip his ass <laughs> for until she got tired. And then when she got tired, she would hand it off to another domina <laughs> and be like, "Sis, get you some. Come get you some." so just like such a range to also like just folks sucking dick just wherever in the courtyard you know um I, there's this one picture of one of the doms one of the dominants just like fucking kick mid kick kicking someone's literally kicking someone in there like kicking someone's ass there's just so many things right So, this is Week in Reunion. I had an amazing time. I was supposed to go last year. I didn't because I didn't think I was going to have enough money to go. I ended up having enough money, but it was too late. Mm -hmm. Anyway. um, And the week after Week in Reunion, you know, there's a thing called, like, Week in Reunion Drop, when Mm -hmm. you're, like, you know, you've experienced the high of Week in Reunion, and then you're just like, wow, it's it's gone for (laughs) real and typically people are just like oh it's gone until next year but this is the last year um and i was just you know trying to figure out what it was about my experience at weekend reunion that just felt so liberatory beyond the experience of like being in a black only space full of kinky bdsm sexual black folks giving their lives like what more about this is like just really like just feel so powerful and important to me mm-hmm. and i realized um about a week and a half after week in reunion that week in reunion is what the world looks like when as children, um, black folks are able and allowed to have childhoods unburdened with having to be perceived as an adult, having to walk and move through the world as adults, and are allowed to play and engage their imaginations a thousand percent and that not being criminalized or demonized or stigmatized and them allowed to take that love of play and imagination and creativity um, through their life as they develop their sense of their sexuality of their gender um, of their proximity to the things that they enjoy in the world and then come into being as a fully realized person who says, absolutely. Like it absolutely is a joy of mine to be a pup because that is a thing that brings me joy. Um, And it it just, it it was both like, aha. And also like, wow, like being able to play and have an imagination Mm -hmm. and be creative is really a privilege of whiteness.
0: Yeah. For real. Absolutely.
1: Um which is which is wild because creativity and imagination and and play is something that black folks inherently are like masters of. Yep. Like fucking joning on each other. Like that shit is masterful and creative. Like black ass prom attire is masterful creative and playful um and how can we bring in um how can we bring in how we think about our sexualities into this fold of play Mm -hmm. and how can we make it something that is not so like how can we demystify our sexuality um and make it something that <clears throat> is something to be played with and, like, you know, thought about beyond, like, the moments when we are inebriated and, like, I'm just gonna stumble into this pussy. Like, how can we make it something that folks are allowed to be, like, huh, is that something that I'm interested in? I don't know, but, like, I'd like to learn more about it. Um And just... I think generally for me, the power of an unbridled Black imagination in the realm of pleasure Mm -hmm. um, was really something that Week in Reunion um, gave to me. Mm. Of, like, how how much more pleasure black folks can be experiencing if we are allowed to not be on if we're allowed to just like experience things and not have to figure out like is me trying to experience this moment going to perceive going to be perceived by someone else as me doing something criminal mm-hmm. or me doing something um that could get me killed Mm -hmm. or like, I feel like this is always something that black folks have to think about at all times. Um, And I just wish there was more spaces for black folks to play and enjoy and um, get free and not have to always be thinking about how we're being perceived or whether or not what we're doing is productive. Um, Yeah. Amen. So week reunion was lit as fuck, and I just I so every I, I just remembering the time when I was telling you that um, I was having a dikey moment, and I was like looking up the process to become a a fucking autom- automotive technician. <laughs> <laughs> so my newest thing now is like my newest <laughs> thing, my thing, and I feel like I feel like I've held on to play pretty well in my life. And I'm just now connecting my, like, play that I do with my gender and, mm. like, my life generally. Because I don't take myself too seriously. Uh, Sometimes I do. But uh. I feel like, generally, I'm a, like, I'm a laugh at myself cause uh-huh. I'm a silly-ass nigga. <laughs> and that, that will never change. Uh-huh. But um, my most recent thing is, like, I want to be a sexual educator. Like, mm. a sex educator. And, like, do that work in, like, black churches. Mm, that's that sounds so delicious <laughs> um i don't know what the entry point is but i just i feel like it's important work in black southern churches specifically
0: going so all, anyway going all in going foster
1: all in. play y'all get free my
0: nigga said i want to be a queer person
1: mm-hmm.
0: bringing sex education mm. to black southern churches come on just Go off. If you're going to go, go <laughs> all in.
1: Fuck off, yo.
0: Just b- ball to the wall. I just maybe.
1: There's so much opportunity there, yo. There's so much opportunity and I just I I was actually talking about this last night with someone and I was like, I want to go and, you know, get my master's of theology so I can understand like theology more. And she was actually like I think you, like, kind of have a vision now. Like, I don't think you actually need to go to seminary to, like, feel like you can do that. And I was, like, real, but, like... I was, like, is this credentialism, like, creeping up (laughs) on me as a way for me to be, like, "Mm, later, later, I'll do that later. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. It's... Black folks deserve so much to have access to our pleasure Mm -hmm. sexually and in a playful space, Mm -hmm. We deserve it so much. We can reunions lit <laughs> as fuck. If you want to see the pictures, hit me up. I'll send you my. I can only send you my pictures because if I send you anyone else's, I will be banned from all weekend reunion events henceforth and forevermore. <laughs> weekend reunion related events. We praise you for the rest of our days. Yes, we will praise you for the rest of our days. Hallelujah in
0: the You sound like that lady that was a hustle and flow who was singing. I that feel opera. like you've said
1: this before and I, I still I have not I seen Hustle and exact, Flow. Maybe. But Jesus. <laughs> well welcome back, niggas. Uh except there's no welcome back because y'all probably just kept the tape rolling. Um it's now midnight. <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, uh. No key, and no we key. are
1: finally on the personal healing practices. Niggas have litten 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 candles. I'm <laughs> reading by candlelight right now. Um because it is sixteen forty. Um so We are now at the personal healing practice segment of our podcast, and this is the segment where we are discussing something, some practice that we engaged um, recently um, that has been helpful in our process of working on healing ourselves. Um, and I'll start, and I'm gonna keep mine brief um, because I'm a verbose ass nigga, and I know that about myself. Uh, and even as I'm staring at all six of these points that I want to hit, I'm going to just hit the surface. That's what I'm gonna stay at. If you want to know the sub, the subtitle to this bitch, let me know, and we can uh, we can go over that. Amen. So, one thing that I've always um, that i've always known to be true um but never really grappled with until recently is that black queer and trans friendships uh are messy
3: mm.
1: um and like that's something that and and i think even using the word messy brings about a negative connotation but like in reality everything is messy mm. um but i think being in black queer and trans space like you have no there's no other outlet but <laughs> than to experience the mess and and when i say mess i am meaning like complexity mm-hmm. um of it um so one of my personal healing practices um has been grappling with the complexities of black queer and trans fr- trans friendship mm-hmm. um because there's so much there around, like, um, struggling with um, an understanding, like, wow, you're amazing as a friend and also I want to fuck you. Um, and, like, how do we hold space for both of those feelings? Mm-hmm. Can we hold space for both of those feelings? What does that look like when... Um, because... I can only speak for diecast niggas, but like we love a configuration of, I'm gonna be in a relationship with you for a while. We gonna break up, but we're gonna want to have a friendship. What does that? How are we doing? And I'm speak. I'm reading myself right now because that is the literal situation that I'm in right now. Yes, yes. Um, and like having to grapple with, um, like. How do I process like residual desire? Like I want to spend time with you because you are like one of my favorite people in the world. Mm -hmm. And also like, I want to fuck you. And I know that I have not grappled with the feelings that I know will, that will come up after we fuck. Um, How do I grapple with like not feeling like it's a personal indictment of me when someone that I have dated talks about like their ideal partner and I'm like well damn I wasn't that nigga like how do I make sure that I'm not taking that on as a personal indictment of me because it's not Mm -hmm. um how do I again like struggle with having friendships that have been sustained over many years and like finally in the space of like Hmm. I think I'm like sexually attracted to you. What what do I do with these feelings? Mm-hmm. Um because it's 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 hard being in such small community that you have so um consi- such consistent like spend such consistent time with. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It's it's so that's been a personal healing practice for me of like I know how I feel about these niggas that I'm just out here randomly dating. Fuck 'em. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like by and large mm-hmm. um I know how I feel about, you know, folks that I'm out here like in kink and BDSM world, like it's fun. That is <clears throat> what I do in play space and then once I leave play space like i'm done with that it's very neat and clean and we negotiate what we're gonna do once we've done it that's it boom but like the more messy affairs of like being in community with folks that you need and you have developed interdependent relationships with and also um you want to fuck them and like where's the room for all of that Um, and thinking through that and being ethical about that and being principled in that um, being compassionate towards yourself and others and and mindful there's just so much things so that that has been something that has been really helpful for me Mm -hmm. um, of of being more intentional about thinking through um, how I want to navigate these intertwining and interwoven spaces Amen. Amen.
0: Um, mine is short um, as well. Wow,
1: what a read! Because I said that was going to be short. Uh. I said actually, mine will be short, bitch. Because but this bitch just well. went. Oh, you said as well? Did, okay, look you know. at me, just wanting to be read. It's okay. Look it's at me. Hello. Okay. Um,
0: my personal healing practice has been taking a lunch break at work. Mm. Um, there's a lot of days where I would just like work straight through.
3: God. Yeah.
0: um And then, uh, recently, I was like, actually, nigga, fuck them. I'm putting, I think, so I I have this, like, need to be, to be, like, extremely productive at work Mm -hmm. to the Mm -hmm. point where it's like, I'm doing much more than required. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, like, a personal thing for me, so it's like. I think it comes from the whole thing about like trying to be twice as better to get half as the results. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like a lot of times in workspaces, I'll go above and beyond just to be treated like a white person who right. does the bare minimum. Right. And so like it's been wired in me. Yeah. So like to the point where I'm doing extra work that I do don't need to do during the day. Um and I'm working through lunch and shit. And then um recently I was just like, nigga, Take a lunch break. Even if you're not eating. Even if you're doing nothing. Take that time for you. And do whatever the fuck you feel like doing. um, Because you deserve it. Uh, Yeah. So I've been telling myself that I deserve a break. Because I do. Um, Because for the amount of work I'm doing daily. I deserve all the breaks Mm -hmm. actually. Um, But I'm telling myself. I at the very least... Deserve at least thirty minutes to myself, at least, Um, and it's been it's been good because like um, there'll be times I'll take a break, and they'll want me to do something. I'm like, nah, y'all be good, y'all be y'all be all right until I come back.
1: You're good, love. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) You are good.
0: Yeah, and I'll do that, and I'll just like not be concerned about anything regarding this uh, place until I'm back at work. Yes. Um, Because fuck them. That's why. I feel like I have to like, (laughs) like sometimes I feel like I have to like create this big like reason. Because I've had a
1: hard weekend. No nigga because because I deserve rest. That and fuck them. Fuck y'all.
0: Just fuck it. Like nigga even if I wasn't tired, fuck it. Because I deserve it anyway. Yeah. So I don't need a reason. Fuck you. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this break because I've earned it. Yes. Thanks. Even before I come to this job, I've earned it. Okay. Wow. Hmm.
1: Um. Yeah. I. Starting this part-time. God, I hope I don't take this full-time. I'm like, how am I arguing with myself about whether or not I'm going to take this full-time? Only (laughs) I can decide this. Like. Anyway. Um. Yeah. But coming on as part-time with this position. Um just working in an office with a white man who was like, I'm going to take this one hour break for lunch. It doesn't matter if I brought a sandwich <laughs> or air for lunch. I am Real. taking this one hour. I'm closing my door. <laughs> I'm putting my Beats headphones on. I'm turning on my fucking the office. <laughs> and you I dare you. I dare I double dog dare you to fucking call me, knock on my door, some shit during my lunch hour. Amen. I'm not doing it. Meanwhile, like and of course the stark contrast is like <clears throat> all the black women in the office who are doing this working lunch shit who are like typing an email, eating their their uh, fucking lame ass salad and fucking <laughs> working through shit on a phone call during while trying to eat and I'm just like, wow, like we don't have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. we can definitely take time for us to enjoy the food that we brought to be nourished by. Yeah. Um so that has been definitely a, a huge shift, especially coming from being a teacher where every there is no such thing as like having rest Mm -hmm. like even if you go to you know your planning room as a department to have lunch together there's always students coming in and out that want something signed that need to schedule an office hour with Mm -hmm. you who need to something there's never really a time and especially if you're the only black person in your department that feels like work too like being in in your with your department Eating lunch, you just came to eat lunch, but <laughs> now niggas want to talk about whatever yeah. state-sanctioned killing happened, and you now have to be the black voice, I, nigga. I I literally just came here to eat this warmed-up ass Popeyes. <laughs> I don't want to be your black um, correspondent, yeah. <laughs> yes. okay? Um, so yeah, I'm so I'm very proud of you for doing that because that's that's a very intentional thing. Um, Cause it's it's very instinctive for us to just be like I'm a fucking power right through yeah. all my shit. Yeah. All right, so here we are at obligatory nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, yes. okay. oh, I love
1: a churchy ass Why wobble.
3: That's good.
0: Alright, so Victoria says is a segment where um, we just talk about some random-ass, wild-ass bullshit that's been going on in the news where we're like... I feel like as black folks, especially black queer folks, when we see shit, we're like, we're not really surprised. For, it's just, okay, girl. Yeah, we expect this from y'all. Um, but, you know, we just like to talk about it um, or whatever. So, this week in uh, Bullshit... Um, I think your favorite auntie who don't know how to make the macaroni and cheese omarosa. Wow. Um, but she continually brings it to each uh family function and it continually gets thrown in the cra- in the trash. Uh...
1: <laughs> where did you? Where the fuck did you find them raisins at Omo? Oma? Omarosa? Ro. Bitch, where? Ro. Where? <laughs> We scoured your whole home while you were out.
0: Searched all over, couldn't find couldn't
1: find a single raisin because we tossed them all in the fucking waste bin, bitch.
0: But you went searching and picking through that raisin brand, brand. and you found the raisins, nigga. You said this Mac is getting raisins
1: today, okay? Ah, You getting this chicken casserole (laughs) with these fucking raisins?
0: Well, uh, yeah, um Omarosa has been um, on a media tour, I guess you can call it, um, just saying how Trump ain't shit, and Trump is a racist, and Manafort knew this, and General Kelly knew that. Basically, everything we told her before she took office, but now she's acting like it's new information. So, she wrote a book called Unhinged. Uh, let's be clear, that book is tea. Because there's this um, there's this guy on Facebook who's been doing readings, <laughs>
1: like, on Facebook book. Live. Yes. Oh my God, niggas are unmatched, yo. <laughs> Unfucking parallels. He is a
0: queer man from Baltimore, and that Jesus damn accent Christ. comes through. Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> all the T's and the Y's, all that shit is coming through. <laughs> let me tell you. And he's been reading it. Um, and let's be clear, like I said, the book it's a good read tea just tea and let's be clear Omarosa is very intelligent I think when we talk about Omarosa a lot of people recently what I've been seeing is people like oh yeah Omarosa's out here and that bitch is smart yeah she got that, that. nobody has ever denied um, Omarosa being very savvy intelligent she's all these things but she's also a piece of shit let's explain <laughs> so <laughs> take your time take your motherfucking time so, um, Omarosa said that she knew Trump. Well, she has for the better the part of fifteen years.
3: No. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Oh
0: my god.
1: Nikki. <laughs> I can I can oh imagine Donald be just bottoming for Omarosa. I can just, see that. Nicky, fuck me, can- Nikki, fuck me, Nikki. Yeah, I see it. Get
0: the strap. My- I can see it.
3: Get
1: the strap! Get
3: the strap. Jesus. <laughs> I can see it.
0: But yeah, so Oberosa has known Trump for the better part of 15 years since she's been on, uh, since she was on The Apprentice back in 03, I think. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> this nigga said, guess what? Trump ain't a racist. Do y'all remember when this nigga went into office? When she assumed office, and she took, she did an interview. She was like, "Everybody's gonna bow to Trump's feet and shit." She said that shit. My God. Um, and every nigga on Money earth was like, is "A hell
1: of a drug." It now. is.
0: Everybody, every nigga in in Wakanda said, <laughs> "Bro, look, bro, you are gonna regret this." Let's be clear. It doesn't matter what you're saying right now, girl. Um, you're going to regret this. And what did Omo say? Rose said, um, "Whatever, nigga. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get this fucking White House money, bitch. And y'all can be broke in the hood. Oh, Thanks." And so, how many months passed by? It was less than a year until these white folks were saying that Omarosa was in the in the in the function drunk. Probably high. Probably did a few lines in the bathroom, acting wild.
1: Meanwhile, that's that's modus operandi for these niggas. These <laughs> niggas stay with a line, stay with a bump,
0: always. Okay, bitch, stay I, with the I'm pill. I'm pretty sure that what's the what's the uh, White House uh, press secretary? What's her name now? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure yep. she does a few right before she gets
1: Absolutely. on.
0: Absolutely. There's no way a nigga can lie like that without doing a few.
1: Bumps. My God. Has Why to. did I, I i just erased that nigga's name from the <laughs> memory.
0: Sarah Sanders. Sarah Sanders. but there's, I know some, there's an, one, one more name. There's yeah, one more yeah. Kelly Sanders.
1: Humpty. Ha hair Sarah Hingleby. Hingleby.
0: I know she's somebody's son. Um anyway. <laughs> uh, somebody's daughter. Wow, what's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, I didn't know what's she, she, Huckabee. She,
1: Huckabee. Huckabee. Hingleby son
0: Huckabee. <laughs> Because Just she's is white. Just yes, is white. because Hingle she's me. the daughter of that fucking moron uh, Mike Huckabee. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god!
3: Never drew <laughs> Keep going, nigga. I'm sorry. Anyway, wow.
0: So Roe, uh, you know, they basically said Roe was out there acting like a nigga mm-hmm. and they kicked heart, her nigga They kicked her nigger ass out <laughs> yes. and uh, put some white order back into the White House. Hello. And so what Roe did, she she said, you know what, bitch. <laughs> All of of these recordings that I've been taking because I'm a smart ass bitch and because I will never be left without a bag. All these voice notes? (laughs) All these voice notes. Because I will never be left without a bag, bitch. I'm going to take this because I was earning a hundred something thousand at the White House. So guess what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to write a book and act like I was with the black shit the whole time. So I'm going to have niggas buying this shit. Okay and I'm going to have all the money coming to me I'm going to go through this press tour mm-hmm. and I'm going to be the smart bitch that I am because I'm smart as fuck was, let's I'm be smart. clear I'm a smart ass nigga I've always been
1: but money is a hell of a drug
0: yes Okay. and I'm going to convince these niggas that I've been on their side all the time so let's talk about this a little bit beloved because Roe really thinks that niggas are stupid Apparently. and let's be clear some, of, some niggas are a uh, select few some niggas are especially niggas like I've seen a lot of black men saying uh
1: and by niggas can you specify what you're saying?
0: Like black black
1: cis niggas.
0: Black cis niggas. Okay. And also black hotep women who Ooh, who feed you into that. So oh out. yeah, the black woman is coming. The womb man is, you know, is like coming you know, they 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 sort of lo-
1: Shut the fuck up Nigga, what is the I'm sorry, what is the uh vegan restaurant, the vegan soul food restaurant in DC?
0: I forgot. Uh, I'm thinking about the one in Baltimore. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Anyway, I was at the one in D.C. Why can I not think of it? It's vegan soul. Vegan green. Anyway. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was there and there was a whole straight black pride. I know you're fucking lying. Happening. Gru- tables of dykes around them. Like, because it's just, it's D.C. There are black dykes everywhere. But they're having a whole straight black pride ass meeting I know you're with shirts lying. and everything.
0: Okay, well.
1: Also, if y'all didn't know, straight black pride um, is, is, an, is apparently an international movement with an Instagram following of three hundred. <laughs> so
0: there we go. So what's happening there? It y'all? makes sense. It's okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so Ro has been, like I said, on this tour convincing black folks that she's been uh, for us all the with time. With us the whole time. Yeah. Um so I've been seeing a lot of like uh extremes. Either Omarosa is like this black power like freedom fighter that's trying to take Trump down and da da da. Right. Or um I've been seeing that uh Omarosa is just a piece of absolute garbage who deserves everything she gets and da 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 I think there's a good median realizing that uh, Omarosa definitely experienced a lot of racism and a lot of misogynoir in the White House but also realizing that she don't give not one single fuck about niggas she is an opportunist Mm -hmm. and she saw an opportunity to make a bag because her bag from the White House got taken away
2: okay snatched
0: snatched right the fuck out and she said you know what because this black shit is a wave now, I'm going to ride it for a little while until my next wave comes. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Let's be clear. Can we be the fuck clear? <laughs> if Trump offered this nigga a job in the White House today that paid right her now. twice what she's been, she, why, that she was being paid, she'd be like, niggas, <laughs> let me... <awesome." laughs> Listen, uh, I know what I said. And I know, you know, the shit I've been releasing. I know what it looked like. Okay. But, um, I just feel like Trump's just really complex. And there's a lot of things that you've yet to learn.
1: And there's room for restorative justice here.
0: (laughs) Say that.
2: What?
1: And I'm
0: just, I'm just really, like, I'm really annoyed with the feedback. Like, I've seen people, like, create memes with her as Cersei from uh, Game of Thrones. I've been seeing her... Uh, like the face of uh nat turner like niggas have created fucking no way and i'm like no way who did that i don't know it was on twitter i was like are you niggas on crack because i don't i just feel like i wish that we would keep omarosa in the lane in which she is which is someone who is doing a service right now Mm -hmm. that you know it, it leads to us being like trump ain't shit Mm -hmm. which is true and she's exposing that but also realizing that it's from a completely selfish place she don't give a fuck about niggas she never has
1: that's pretty much on brand for Omarosa yeah yeah
0: Yeah. um yeah and I I think the most absurd uh, the most nonsensical part about it is niggas are biting this yeah I'm like what the fuck is wrong with y'all yeah. we were just on one accord <laughs> saying that Omarosa's in the second place and that's where, that's where she prefers to be but all of a sudden because she is exposing a few white men y'all think that she's for us mm. that's not how that works no. beloved it's, no, so... it's just not Omarosa sold us out for a bag um, on TV yeah. she said you niggas will bow to Trump <laughs> You
1: niggers. <laughs> She also used a hard R. I'm pretty sure. Every I'm just convinced that everyone there's a there's a contract that you have to sign as an employee or a, a proximity employee of the White House. You have to use the hard R when I, you say nigger.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because you will say nigger. <laughs> she, also which, part of the contract. which
0: she said that she like has been acquiring tapes or has acquired tapes of Trump saying nigger. Right, and I think. That's another thing I want to talk about. I think the the wild thing about it is that a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, we need to hear the tapes and you know, I want to expose him saying nigger." And let's be clear about something. I'm 100% sure that Trump has said nigger. I'm Absolutely. 100% I don't, need to hear a tape. <laughs> I don't need to hear a tape. I'm 100% sure there are multiple tapes with him saying nigger. I'm also sure that if these tapes are released, his base will not give a fuck.
1: Not a single This
0: one. will not do shit no. to deter his base from supporting him.
1: What they it will do don't. is make white liberals very vocal for about a month. If that. And they will create some sort of symbolic gesture of solidarity. Yep. And maybe even a, a really cool phrase. Yep. You know? Maybe a maybe a, a hat yep. will be involved.
0: And that they will also though say that we have to protect their right to be able to call us niggers. Though. They will also make sure that you know that you have to look these white folks in mm-hmm. their face and mm-hmm. say, it's okay if you call me a nigger. Like, legally I will not do anything to you, but I don't like it.
1: I will resist. Hashtag resist, though.
0: <laughs> my God. Oh my God. Whiteness is such a great unifier. Jesus Christmas. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, and y'all
1: niggas don't even benefit from it. Like, it's really only white, very rich men who benefit from the whiteness that you are upholding and perpetuating. Poor white people, middle class white people, y'all not getting no benefits.
0: Y'all stupid as fuck. (laughs) Y'all ridiculous. You know how ridiculous y'all niggas are looking?
1: My God. If we have... Anyway.
0: (laughs) I, I feel like I just... Just thinking about... That if these tapes are released, which Omarosa is trying to get done, of him saying
1: "nigger," mm.
0: um, how I can't wait
1: to see white people come out of the woodworks. <laughs> I just cannot wait. Just this just... is wrong, Trump bitch. he been wrong. He's been Why y'all need a tape?
0: He said everything but "nigger," but everything but place. "nigger," everything but like. I'm, I'm tired of white liberals really thinking that black folks need this empirical proof that y'all think is sufficient. We fucking know. Everything that we said would happen is happening. This is the wild thing about it. Everything black folks said would happen with Trump is happening. Yeah. What the fuck? Y'all really like, but now you're like
1: oh my god, we never saw this coming.
0: Yes we did.
1: We foretold the prophecy.
0: Completely. Like what the fuck is wrong with y'all? And now you're acting surprised. And black folks are sitting here like, well, I don't... Like, I... Isn't this work Right? Didn't we...
1: Did we have the... Did we not?
0: Like, did... Okay. But we have to act like we're shocked. No, fuck that. We knew. We knew exactly what this white man was gonna do. Right. So Omarosa... I know you're not listening, but fuck you, girl. (laughs)
1: But yeah, I I just, just i just be feeling so indifferent about so much shit. (laughs) But I think I can come out of a place of indifference because I know that the lived experiences of black folks are so complex. I know that all of us are trying to survive in a capitalist world, Mm -hmm. in a in capitalism that is not made for us to like compete in Mm -hmm. or succeed in um and that allows a lot of people who haven't really grounded themselves in their own principle to be led Mm -hmm. this way and that um and yeah and, and black women are allowed to be complex jesus Black women are allowed to be complex and that also doesn't mean I need to cape for a black woman and also I can also say that like Racist ass misogynoirist ass rhetoric is Just that yep um, Regardless of whether or not I agree with the politics of mm-hmm. the person who is on the receive rec- Receiving end of it. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, and also, I don't care. Yeah. Like it's just all of these things at mm-hmm. one time, um, and that's what it is.
0: Good luck with the book. I um,
1: yeah, I'm sure it'll be great.
0: The only reason why I know about this book more so was because that that uh, queer black man was reading it with so much fucking vigor. <laughs> that's the best word. Oh my god, I I was so enthralled. <laughs>
1: I can't I wait to show to. you. I have to, <laughs> no, I have to I have to see this. Yeah, no. Thank you for putting me on. And divest from businesses that would be a conflict of interest. No
0: small matter for Trump, because you know he got a conflict of interest, bitch. What's <laughs> the <laughs> I love him. Yo, y'all need to what? okay, so his name is Emmanuel E-M-N. E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L-N. E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. Lulu, L-U-L-U Moss, M-O-S-S Yes, yes, yes Oh my god, this nigga is hilarious and he knows like he's knowledgeable, so that's also good, he's starting, He's in fact he's starting a podcast um called Secretary of Shade that he's um launching in September mm. that is actually gonna focus on like political shit, but knowledgeable, but also from a queer perspective, like giving you all of the shit you know, and being entertaining. So, yeah. I can't wait. I cannot fucking wait.
1: Alright, so, it is now time for Pay Your Motherfucking Ties, bitch. (laughs) Um, and this is a segment that um, we talk about black femmes, black women, and um, Celebrating us and also talking about um, hurdles that are in the way of uh, Black films living their fullest, biggest lives, best lives. Um, yeah, so um, I talked about it a little bit earlier, um, but I wanted to share sort of some feelings that I've been having recently um, around by the way, trigger warning, suicidal ideations. I'm just gonna be like using that term. I'm not actually gonna talk about them. So when I think about um, what often happens to um, black femmes and black women who have spent their entire lives doing work that they felt to be meaningful or purposeful and oftentimes at the end of their life, or towards the end of their life, um, they are uncared for. And, and I say that in the, in the sense that like they have a bunch of health and medical challenges that feel like they could have been easily remedied if someone had been caring for them. Mm-hmm. If, if they had supports in place, um, And oftentimes, when I think about, like, I I had no clue that Aretha Franklin had cancer. Um, And more recently, or not more recently, because that's very recent, Mm -hmm. but um, also recently, uh, Ramona Africa, who was part of MOVE, which was um, a group of radical black folks in Philadelphia, um, she's experiencing Um, very extensive medical, um, challenges, Mm -hmm. challenges, health challenges, um, and seeing how uncared for black femmes and women are at the end of ends of our lives. And even like thinking about my friends now who are in their mid to late Mm twenties and how unsupported they are, um, both because, you know, we come from families in which we are the first, generation that are able to financially support ourselves so like if we if our bottoms fall through it's like we have no safety net um and also because like the folks who are around us who are also our fellow mid to late 20s folks are also like making sure that we have what we need Mm -hmm. to be able to support ourselves and i've just been trying to think of how I can find ways to ensure that I have a clear sense of myself in the face of capitalism that says that you are only valuable to the extent to which you can produce,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, to the extent to which your um, identity, your personhood aligns with what we say is product pro- productive. Mm-hmm um cuz i'm also thinking i this week i was also thinking there was this picture of um angela bassett that came out mm-hmm. of her like in a bikini mm-hmm. um and so often you know this narrative of like you know black don't crack but like what happens like when it does and like does that mean that i'm no longer black mm-hmm. um because like i don't look like angela bassett when i'm 60 or however the fuck old she is um who knows anyway um and like are we only allowed to celebrate blackness that doesn't crack and Mm -hmm. like i just be so stressed because Mm -hmm. i'm like i know work that i'm doing is important and i know for so many black women and fems we are all doing such important work Mm -hmm. just thinking about my mother um you know, she has done so much important work around caretaking and raising of folks' children for them. Um, and, and still, my mom is, like, always, like, right on the edge of, like, just getting by.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that feels so terrifying to me as someone who feels like I'm doing... Really important work, and cannot figure out how how to make them viable, um, how to make it viable work in capitalism, and yeah. that is really terrifying to me. Um, so I, I just I just have so many questions around like. How we are like, I feel like this is always what Pay your is, goes back to of like, how are we caring for Black femmes? Um, and how are we making sure that Black femmes um, have the time and space to feel valued, feel loved, be cared for? Because like also just feeling a thing is not like enough like Mm -hmm. actually knowing that that thing is real Mm -hmm. is important Um, so that we can live full lives that are not consumed with worry and debt and um, both carrying the whole world and also feeling like you are at the feet begging at at the feet of the world Mm -hmm. um, to be able to continue to carry it um I don't know what what really what the point is, but I think that we just like need to. I don't know. I don't I don't know what what the restructuring looks like, but how can we think more about how we are sustaining the population of folks that sustains this whole world, Black femmes, because um, I mean. I feel like somebody said once, like, you can't go find me your way to liberation. And like, I feel like that so often is how we are like trying to piecemeal support for each other, which is really important in the moment. But like, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's it. It's it's really hard out here yeah. you know, to 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 do work that, you know, is important and also know that it will not sustain you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like honestly, recently crowdfunding seems to to be the most viable option for people who are trying to do important work and not trying to water it down or compromise it through stuff like brand partnerships or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck. Um, So, yeah.
1: Woo, all right. Arrived at the closing, nigga. We've arrived. I'm not high. I wish I was, but that is not
2: because we are at the benediction, nigga. Girl, girl. Amen.
0: Put the glass on. <laughs>
1: These are looking. This is a looking glass. I may as a monocle. I'm sorry. I may as well just flip this bitch around and just squint my shit. My God, the struggle.
0: The joints with the stick.
1: Oh damn! I forgot monocles come in more than one. Why did I think? Also, why did I think the niggas was squinting the whole time? To is that a thing? I feel like I've seen that with Like people just putting the glass right here and just yeah, is that a like th- okay? The, no, yeah, just hold it like this. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. That's super weird. Yeah, but that was see, Y'all back see back what there. white people was doing before they enslaved us and took all our ideas? Being
0: ridiculous.
1: Being the uh, fuck ridiculous. Could
0: you imagine <laughs> walking through town and seeing niggas walking like this? Are you like, what
1: are you Popeye what are you doing? Chill, <laughs> chill, my nigga Popeye. Loosen your is eye you up, nigga. Time? <laughs> That's a hard ass workout for your face, bitch. For you to still end up being a wrinkly old banana, like <laughs> oh
3: my god,
1: y'all, this is delusion. This is this is very real, but also this is delusion completely because it's now two a.m. <laughs> my god, it is dead ass nine p.m. right now, my right now. All right. I just appreciate you I'm, This has been a hell of a return. a return. It has. Um, we are now at three hours and eleven minutes. Jesus Christ <laughs> so this is this has been a real one, certainly it has
0: but well, I appreciate um, just you know before we get into that, mm-hmm. I appreciate you I appreciate that glass. <laughs> That's just been holding on this entire episode. You hear me? On
1: everlasting arm. 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 Singular arm. It
0: has been holding on. And um, if only we had faith like that. Ooh. My God. If only. I,
1: I hate you so much. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I'm going to share with um, you all of this. It's not a quote. It's a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, by Lucille Clif- Clifton from her... Uh, Book called Quilting, um, and it's poems that she um, wrote from 1987 to 1990. The title of this poem is "A Letter Written to Dr. W. E. B. Du Bois by Alvin Borgquest of Clark University in Massachusetts," and dated April third, nineteen o five and Alvin Borgquest writes to W.E.B. Dubois. We are pursuing an investigation here on the subject of crying as an expression of the emotions and should like very much to learn about its peculiarities among the colored people. We have been referred to you as a person competent to give us information on the subject. We desire especially to know about the following salient aspects. One, whether the Negro sheds tears. And Lucille Clifton responds. Reply, he do, she do. They live, they love, they try, they tire they flee, they fight, they bleed, they break, they moan, they mourn, they weep, they die, they do, they do, they do. They do. So, remember we are whole beings. It's,
0: it's sometimes, I think that's the wild thing about like living in America is that like, you're gaslighted sometimes to to forget your own humanity.
3: Mm.
0: Like that's so. Like you have to, like being like black in this country. Like you have to constantly remind yourself, I am human,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that I'm actually, not superhuman. Nah. I'm not subhuman, but
1: nah. yeah, I'm, I'm human. And
0: like we are magical and all that shit. But mm-hmm. I, I think one thing that I like to get across is that we're not magical. Like. I think a lot of our magic derives from, like, need. It's not mm. that, like, it just came about with us. It's just yeah. it developed over time because how else will we survive? Mm. Oh. Yeah. So, um, next and last, we're going to close out with a little, with a little prayer. Um, Say a
1: little prayer for because me. Because I,
0: I love doing a cop-out. Come on. That... Literally is what I'm gonna do. Amen. Is I'm just gonna go ahead and um, we're just gonna lead it out with uh, our mother, our auntie, our grandma, our our new our latest supreme that's going on to glory, Mm -hmm. Aretha Franklin. Um, We're gonna lead it out with uh, that lovely, lovely, lovely hit song, "Say a Little Prayer." Mm. God, what a that was, ugh. I, like Even thinking about her, just her presence was just majestic. And I think one thing about Aretha that I appreciate is um, a lot of the times when it comes to black folks in general, but black women especially, you better not own the fact that you are the shit. Mm-hmm. Aretha walked in and she knew I'm she was the shit. She knew what she was worth. Floor links Nigga on the ground because I feel like it and I'm worth that she got all her payments in cash Mm -hmm. before the show Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then she performed excuse me I know what I'm worth Mm -hmm. and you're gonna give it to me or else there will be nothing and guess what they always gave it to her because she was worth it so yeah (laughs)
1: God. Arthrea. Arthrea Arthrea
0: Amen mm. um, We love you niggas
1: mm-hmm.
0: We love you Do you love him?
3: I don't love these houses <laughs> Oh <laughs> man